Hey nerds, before we get started on this week's review, just a quick little update about what our giveaway this week is. We are giving away a $30 Netflix gift code uh, for you, our dear listener and viewer. All you have to do is shoot us an email at scrappedproductions at gmail.com. That's S-C-R-A-P-T productions. With the subject line, Popcorn and Nerds, just say hey, or give us a topic to talk about in weeks coming up, and that'll put you in a drawing to win a $30 Netflix gift card. Um, So yeah, we're just trying to give away some free stuff for you, because we love you, and we care. Also, we have a shiny new website for you guys to check out. Uh, Go ahead and check out popcornandnerds.com. That's where all of our episodes will live from here on out, as well as listening to it on Apple Podcasts and all other platforms that you enjoy your podcasts on. Um, So go ahead and check that out, too. We're just putting out a lot of stuff, and we want you guys to check it out, um, because, like I said, we love you, and we care. Okay, on with the show. Hey folks from Scrap Productions and Spider's Corner, welcome to Popcorn and Nerds, your favorite pop culture podcast with snacks. My name is Taylor D. Adams, and to complete our dynamic pairing of hosts is none other than Mark Seabass Goings. Mark, <laughs> what's up, man? Am I going to be the Gus to your Sean? And no, I'm just it's just weird like, names? But I have the middle initial of D and your middle initial is S, so I'm just going to come up with whatever S gotcha. I feel like is the right word for okay. you during the week. Okay, solid. <laughs> awesome. Solid. Uh, and back behind the laptop, uh, screening the hate mail and keeping us in line is our studly moderator, Jeff Shepard. Yes, he's, he's off screen this time. Applause for Jeff. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff, you said hey, so that's good. Hey. Okay, good. No, yeah. <laughs> that's what you wanted, right? That's it. No more. Thanks, no buddy. And All right. Cut. And cut. And today we will be reviewing season two of Marvel's Luke Cage, now streaming on Netflix. And we are joined today by a very special guest and friend of Scrapped. He's a prolific rapper, brilliant producer, and film connoisseur, Pat Jr. Pat, welcome to Popcorn and Nerds, man. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad glad you came on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. This is uh, the the first podcast I'm doing where I'm actually talking about something that I really enjoy other than music. Nice. So we'll talk about music too, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm really into film, so yeah. I was gonna say this kind of segues too because I feel like Luke Cage, as a series, is so reliant on music. Yes. Um, give yes. us, I, you're obviously more in depth with hip hop culture than we are. Mm-hmm. Give us kind of the rundown of how hip hop culture is influenced through Luke Cage, especially with like the episode titles. Right. So, um, for those that don't know. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I'm going to say I'm 90 percent correct on this. We could fact check it on Google, but uh, Jeff, season, Jeff will fact check. Yeah, season right one. Keeps us in line. Great, that's awesome. Season one, uh, all the episodes are named after songs by Gangstar. Um, okay. And then this season, all of the episode names are named after songs by Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in itself alone, um, is just a huge influence on hip hop culture. And I think it was, I think it was brilliant or a great idea because even Luke Cage's character in the comic books, um, is influenced by, of course, like hip hop culture, mm-hmm. not just black culture, but hip hop culture as well. You could, you know, you, you could just read it in the comics and see it, but just to see it translate in the actual, 
um, series was was great. And then you have a very uh, prolific uh, producer and and I would say. I, I think it's on purpose. No, it is on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a music producer, but he also creates um, sample content for other producers. So Adrian Young. Okay. Now he worked with Ali Shai, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Ali Shaid on this, but Adrian Young is definitely known for not only his older music I guess feel uh, a lot of the 60s 70s, well I would say more so 70s like psychedelic soul mm-hmm. um, kind of music but a lot of his samples are used in in hip-hop you know now so one of the biggest ones that were used a few years ago Jay-Z did uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail and Picasso that dun, 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 dun. that's that's Adrian Young. Okay. okay. They, I, they didn't even really do a lot to that sample, which was like, oh, okay. But it's, <laughs> they didn't, but it's cool. But right. it's, it, you know, that's Adrian Young. So mm-hmm. um, he and Ali, uh, Ali did a lot of the, or did all of the production on this one. So outside of the song selection, which we will probably get into in the, there was so many musical guest appearances throughout the whole, which yeah. I loved. Right, like yeah. Pretty much every episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, different, I, yeah, different musical And I thought episodes. about that last season. I was like, I hope they capitalize this on this next season. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah. And it was like, it was very noticeable too, at least on the TV I was watching on, all the musical numbers just were like loud and like they hit. Like yes. When you got into those, it was definitely like a clearly vote, like audio shift. Yes. From whatever other mm-hmm. scene was going on. Mm-hmm. So they wanted you to focus on that. Which was incredibly dope. So, um, but all the music, the theme music, all the music in, but that you're hearing in between, that's Adrian Young and, and, and Ali Shaheed. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it. I, I think it was a good fit for the show, but um, it's definitely like even you hear Luke Cage, which I totally respect and I loved. Um, the halfway crooks, uh, with with uh, with you know, uh, salute the prodigy in that mm, one, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the, in the first episode, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it, man. Well, so. this I was excited to review the show now, I'm even, I'm even more excited, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's just more, yeah. there's just so many levels to a show like this, which I think is in some ways missing from kind of the uh, more of the movies we see yeah. from Marvel. With mm-hmm. a series, you can obviously de- you have more time yeah. to delve into certain yeah. things, um, which can be a gift and a curse depending on the content, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, really excited to get into uh, this review of Luke Cage. But before we move on, Mark, what are we drinking today? Well, also first, I was going to say, and not just like you said, this is like your first podcast doing a movie. This is the first scrapped with a an official with a guest. This guest. Is oh first, wow! This is the first popcorn uh, nerds with a guest uh, guest appearance. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Shouts. So, so there you go. Shouts to Pat Jr. So this all lined up sorry. pretty well, I feel yeah. like. Uh, I think this will be good. But So back to your question. Uh, <laughs> what we're drinking today, this is Espress Yourself. Espress Yourself. Yourself. Uh, it is an Imperial Espresso Stout from Southern Pines. Uh, we felt like the graffiti, uh, the coffee theme, espresso, all very fitting for what's going on with uh, Luke Cage. Um you want to get some, you want to get some coffee? 
Later, man. Later. <laughs> uh, Maybe after these. This is uh, kind of strong. It is a little strong, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good. It's imperial, so uh, we just we got a little bit of that going on, and then uh, we tried to find Christmas cookies because you know, sweet Christmas. Uh, but it's, but it's June. But like, it where are we gonna June, find? Yeah. It would have been befitting if it was. Christmas cookies in July, because mm-hmm. of her to Christmas. In right, July. yeah. Yeah, Christmas yep. in July. We could have tied that all together. Yeah. We would have had to push it back a little bit. Right. Actually, yeah. that would have given me more time to watch the show, because I was trying to burn through it. Like, I was up till like one o'clock last night watching. <laughs> I got up early to watch the episode before work. Yeah. Came home from work, and I was just like. <laughs> so Taylor hit me up. He called me on it. Like, I tweeted it. And it wasn't like a fake tweet. I was like, I might have to watch. The whole season, because I, I never do this. I hate it. Makes me cringe when people watch new stuff in Just one like, day. Yeah, and I'm like, it doesn't stick with you. It you doesn't. Do you don't it doesn't. It. It's true. It's true. Uh. So he he hit me up and he saw it and he was like, Yeah, man. Uh, so you want to come on a podcast and talking about it? LOL. So I was like. Okay, cool. So I, nev- I, I never text LOL. Just FYI. Whatever. I can't remember what it was. We were laughing about something. And I was like... Now I'm going to go try to find a, a now, text now I have to. Now I have to watch it. Like, I have to. Because I, you know, I had planned on watching it. What was that you hit me up? Was that Friday? It, it was Friday. Friday. The day it came out. Yeah. It, it out. was the day yeah. it came out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, most of it between today and tomorrow. And then I realized how busy... I was that weekend, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, he asked me to do this, so I'm going to do it, <laughs> and I knocked it out, you know, like a few days, so yeah, it was cool, man. That's, yeah, well, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, I, I didn't knock it out in one day. That's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's, that's 13 people, hours. But I've heard people do that, man. Yeah. I did it with Daredevil season one, because it was... Just we'll see. It's, yeah. it's okay to do it every once in a while. Yeah. But not every show that gets released that yeah. you're interested in watching. Dude, for sure. Like... But it's horrible, man. Yeah. It's it's a it's a media dump. Like you run through it, and then like 364 days later, like we've talked watch it again. I yeah. feel like we've talked about this before. I don't remember if it was on the podcast, but like it's also hard for Netflix because they have to drop it all at once. Otherwise, like you're being held captive to right. it. It's like, hey, we're gonna release this slowly, and you're gonna mm. keep paying us to make sure you can yeah, see yeah, all this. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that they do drop it all at once, but then. Yeah, like burning through it, like you don't have time to think about each episode. You don't have time, like as you're waiting for the next one. Like, you don't you really enjoy it, show. man. No. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You're just like zoned out. Eventually, there's some point where Netflix is like, "Are you still watching?" And it's you're you probably zoned out a little bit too. <laughs> the third yeah. time it comes up, you feel really guilty yeah, that you yeah. are still watching. God damn Netflix, like leave me alone. <laughs> just live my life. Oh. Before we move on, quick shout out, congratulations to our winners last week of our free movie giveaway, uh, Nathan I of Holly Springs, North Carolina, and Kelly K of Cary, North Carolina. That's, oh, a lot of, that's a lot of hard consonant sounds. No, that is. Uh, so they got some movies in the mail. I don't know if they came in yet. I think one of them got in the mail already, but go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go ahead and open that for the people. We're, uh, we skipped over this, but yeah, the Finmans. They're the Finmans. When we were trying to find Christmas yeah, we, cookies. Yeah, we, we, we got distracted, but uh, and so we I, couldn't find Christmas cookies, so Mark still had Thin Mints in his freezer. So I, I, I had a stash in the freezer, which is where you keep Thin Mints. We got that's a shout-out right. from, that's right. from at, Dennis at saying, me. Pat! <laughs> is that, is that uh, Dennis? A.K. What's his, oh, okay, so that's synopsis. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard his, though. Jefferson? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but for this week's giveaway, uh, if you guys are what commenting uh, on the live stream right now, um, just engage in this kind of conversation. And if you do, you'll be entered automatically to win 
a Netflix gift card. Hey. $30. If you haven't seen Luke Cage, you can see it for free, courtesy of us. How many months is that? That's two that's, months if you have like the 4K you have like streaming and like, yeah. yeah. But it's three if you're on the, the $10, standard, yeah, like on the $10 one. plan. That's, that's, <laughs> that's 10 months. You say it's $3? No, 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 no. Three it's, months, it's $10. Three months, $10. Oh, okay, three yeah. months, $10. Okay. Can good. you imagine if Netflix was $3 oh, a man. month? I don't know how much it is. I just pay for it because it's like, whatever, man. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. My problem is I have it through my PayPal. So I get a PayPal email and I get a regular email. So like my phone's blowing up. It's like, you pay Netflix. You pay Netflix. Like, okay, I, I know what I, <laughs> I know what I did here. Uh, but yeah, so there's two in. But yeah. $30, That's uh, that'll keep you busy. There's a lot of good content on here. Obviously, we're not sponsored by Netflix, but maybe we should be. We talk about their shows all the time for pretty much. Yeah. Shows and movies. And if you guys uh, are listening to this on one of our many podcast apps on listening to your car or walking the dog or at the gym, just shoot us an email, scrappedproductions at gmail.com with the subject line popcorn and nerds, and just say hi. And you'll be entered to win the same giveaway for the $30 Netflix gift card. On the way up here, I told Jeff that I was going to enter because we don't have contest rules that officially say that I can't do that. Yeah, but I know who you are. I know. And I, I, that's exactly what happen. I told him, too. I was like, Taylor would see my name and just void me out. Delete. So, yeah, exactly. Like, no. Nah, you no. out. Oh. Well, let's get into real quick before we get into our full review of Luke Cage. Um, what's uh, What's been good for you guys this week? What have you been watching, listening to... Uh, reading that's kind of had a little bit of impact on you, or something that was just on me first, right? or something first. that was just fun. Unless that's putting you on the spot if you're not. I'm not, I'm not it's polite good. to let the guests go first, <laughs> I, know, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, I have been. So I've been obviously I've been watching Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to watch one thing at a time. Oh, um, the other night. Which was last night was my wife. We watched uh, the movie Coco. Oh, oh nice. that did you cry? I did. I almost did. Oh. <laughs> okay. I almost had one thug tear come out. But, <laughs> uh, but no, that movie is really good, man. It I is. was I was shocked. I was just like, because at first I was like, I don't want to watch this dumbass movie. <laughs> I don't watch this dumbass. Well, why did you movie. think it was a, gonna be a dumbass movie? I just because I don't know. Just like I haven't seen the last good animated movie I saw was, uh, God, Zoo. Zootopia? Yes. Zootopia. That was extremely Zootopia good. Was Zootopia good. is really good. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of good messages. I have a I can I can give you guys a, a sound bite from me watching my wife wanting to watch Coco and I gave her a hard time. So. Okay, hold up the mic. I don't wanna see this. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. <laughs> so, so hold on, let me let me in all fairness, let me play the full thing, so you. She says it gets on my nerves. <laughs> so I mean, I just I, first of all, when is that dropping into your next track? I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Be in there. So, so I just, I didn't. I don't know. I just, I doubted it. And then, like the first when I found out, it was about a boy who wanted to be a musician. And his family was trying to to keep, keep him from, from doing that. it. Yeah. I was in like <laughs> almost instantly. Right, you're like, like this just got interesting. Yes, very like, much so. 
And then the way it unfolded, I don't want to ruin it, but the way it unfolded towards the end, it was like, yo, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it coming at all. So it, it was good, man. Was I actually really saw that recently, too, and everyone I know that's seen it was like, you're going to cry during this movie. And I think because really? of that, like, I had steeled myself to it, and so I didn't cry. You shut off your cold, dark heart. Uh, yeah, now people are like, you're dead inside. You didn't cry during that movie. <laughs> But I think it's because I've been warned so many times by so many people that that's what's going to happen. They're like, you're going to watch Coco and you're going to cry. That's just what happens when you watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. that that uh, movie that movie got me. Like, yeah, it was good though. I was close. It was really good. Man. I don't know if I have thug tears, but I, I like uh, I, I got close. I choked yeah. up. Yeah, I watched yeah. that and the Mister Rogers documentary in the that, same day. I'm I was dehydrated I, yeah. day from crying so much. So uh, it's it just hit theaters. So it might it might okay. be in a theater around okay. here. Um, you saw it at an early show. I saw it at the, Mr. Rogers as in... Like The like, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, the show? Like, you be my yeah it's called... It's called really? Yeah, it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's a documentary about Mr. Rogers. It's so good. So I'm interested. It, uh, one of the premieres it had was at the Full Frame Festival in Durham. Um, so I went to that, and that was a packed house of uh, tissues being whipped out from pockets <laughs> and stuff like that. Wow. And then it just hit kind of... Select theaters. Select theaters yeah. at the beginning of the month. And it might still be around. I think it, I think it might still be at the Alamo here in Raleigh. Um, but it, I, re I recommend it for sure. Especially, okay. like, even if you didn't watch it growing up. Like, for me, Mr. Did, Rogers yeah. was Mr. Rogers was kind of a little bit after my time. Like, okay. I remember two years of my childhood where I did watch it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was either off the air or I just moved on to something else. But it... As a as a human story, it was very impactful, and I don't know if you saw. Um, Alamo Draft House does have it, right? I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw um, uh, that documentary, Twenty Feet from Stardom. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. Oh, you would dig that, man. That's a music documentary. It's about uh, background singers and backup vocalists. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the guy that did that won an Academy Award for it. It's the same guy that did the Mr. Rogers documentary. Okay. Um, it's it's really cool. Okay. Um, so you gotta watch all the documentaries. I do. Well, that's that's what I do, man. Like I love, I love that stuff. Documentaries are good, man. Yeah. Uh, so, anything other than Coco? Um, that's it. I mean, recently that I watch, I'm kind of mid season of Thirteen mm. Reasons Why season mm. two, uh, which which kind of hit hits home for me because I'm all about mental health as mm -hmm. an artist, um, especially just you know talking about it in my music. Um, but other than that, I think like I haven't really been listening to a lot of music as of late. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to a lot of rap. I'm very picky with my rap. Mm -hmm. Very picky. Um, I listen to everything else, like from R and B to you know older soul music to you know jazz, alternative. Um, but I think the last thing I actually listened to today when I was working out was the Kid C Ghost album. With Kanye um, and uh, Kid Cudi, and it's it's extremely good. I've heard good things. And then I also listened to Georgia Smith's new album today, which is extremely good. She's from the UK, mm. um, but everybody big in the US has been praising her. Actually, she was on the um, TDE slash Kendrick Lamar curated Black Panther album. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So that she, was a good album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a. Uh, Georgia Smith is an extremely good singer, and, and I, I love her voice. So I, that's what I listened to actually nice. today. So yeah. very cool. Uh, Mark, what about you? What you been uh, What you been watching? Uh, again, I watched Coco last week. Also, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys watched the same thing: Luke Cage and Coco. Yeah, the same <laughs> yeah week. right. Yeah, like I was super busy, and so like 
I would come home and I'd squeeze in like an episode or two of Luke Cage, and I'd go do something and come back and watch an episode or two, and just kind of like yeah, go back zigzag yeah. through it. And uh, I actually just finished like an hour before the podcast. I was like, shit, I gotta get home from work and I gotta finish these last episodes. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be able to finish it. But got don't forget it. that point with the last episode because I want to bring that up later. But don't forget that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, I worked through those. Um, I mean, I guess last week I was talking about, like, I'm still kind of working through The Ranch, which, like I said, isn't, like, I don't recommend you everyone watch now? The Ranch. Okay. It's uh, Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson, okay. Sam okay. Elliott. It's, uh, I saw that floating around. It's raunchy, and like I said, it's not it's not for everyone. I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, but, uh, like, it's dumb entertaining to, like, sit down and just burn through. Mm. Um, and then my normal, like, anime and shit that I watch gotcha. weekly. You said it's uh, called The Ranch. Ranch. Okay. That's, that one's on Netflix. It's like four seasons, five five parts or okay. whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, kind of like BoJack Horseman, just something to throw on. Yeah, BoJack yeah. Horseman is actually no, no, no. Good. that's not but something you throw on. That's something you watch. It's really good, it's but it's it is that. so good. Uh, it is really good, yeah. but at first it was something that I just threw on, just to throw it on, and then I actually uh, started watching it, and it was good. I agree with that. First season's like okay. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm in. And then yeah. the se- then from season two on, it just gets so adult and so yeah, deep. And so deep. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, season five announced for September 14th, I believe. So yeah. I'm excited about that. That was just today, Hello. I think it was announced. Um, or, that's, my dog, that's my dog, Rudy. Rudy. What's up, Rudy? He shows up. Yeah. Oh, he just, oh, just kind of stuck his, uh, his nose under my hand. <laughs> um, he was like, hey, what's up, man? And then, actually, listening to stuff, actually, Mike Shinoda... Uh, just dropped the full post-traumatic EP, um, which is his like solo debut, and um, a lot of songs in there about how he's coping with uh, Chester's suicide, right? Uh, which is interesting and kind of rough, uh, but that, that's pretty solid. Gotcha. Um, so I've been a huge Linkin Park fan for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, with all that going on, that was that was interesting to listen to, but. Taylor, what about you? Um, obviously, Luke Cage, duh, because yeah. we've been watching it. Um, per a recommendation from, I think, one of our listeners last week, um, I started watching uh, 3% on Netflix. Oh, yeah, the Brazilian uh, one that we yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched the first... Actually, That's in my queue list. Yeah, I watched the first episode last night. Um, it's it's decent. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept, and I want to see kind of where it goes. Um, it's very... It moves through a lot of scenes. It's very fast-paced. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so I'm looking to see if that changes or do we get to... I'm just curious to see where it goes because, like I said, I've only seen the very first episode. But it is very kind of like a Hunger Games type of mm. type of situation. You're chosen and then you're taken out. And then like... Right, and then you have to get to this place called... If you go through this whole... They call it the process. If you go through the whole process successfully, you get to go to this place called the offshore, which is where the 3% live. And it's... It's supposed to be paradise and yeah. shit, but are I don't know. We don't know if it's actually paradise. You know? Are you watching it in the original language, or are you sub? Or are you watching? I do sub. Dub? I do sub. So I'm watching it in Portuguese with English yeah. subtitles. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 a sub guy. I don't I don't like dubs. Yeah, too much. well, that's like we talked about it before. Where like I was trying to watch Dark. Yeah. And like watching that in the English dub, I couldn't do it, man. Like, it's, it's horrible. It's yeah. yeah. It's well, a, you should honestly. It's delayed too. You yeah. should honestly watch it in the native language because that's yeah. when you're going to get the most honest yes. uh, performance yeah, out of the yeah, actors. Yeah. That's true. Because if you try to watch it in in the English, it's 
It's just bad. Yeah. It's, um, and that's one of the things, too, like, with anime, like, people are always like, oh, you know, I prefer, like, the Japanese over the English. And I generally do, too. There's a few that I do watch in English just because that's what I grew up on yeah. when I first saw them. But I always wonder, like, I wonder if Japanese people are watching them and they see the English dub and they're like, we like that better. That sounds better to us compared to, like, the Japanese performances. Probably. I, I think with me with anime... There are some that I watch that are, um, and I watch them in Jap, like um, Attack on Titan. I watch that in Japanese. Japanese. It's a great one. Yeah, it's really good. It's really sad too. Yeah, that first, that first episode <laughs> it was really intense. And then, not but, expecting that. But, but um, My Hero Academia, I watched that so in good. English. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. So if if there's one that I could not, so Dragon Ball Super. I, I can't watch it in Japanese because of Goku's yes. voice. It's so annoying. I have a buddy. Who, I have a buddy who swears he's like, no, I gotta watch all the Dragon Ball series in Japanese. And I was like, like his brother's like old enough that when he watched it, the Japanese was all that was available. Oh wow! And so that's how they knew it. Um, but for me, like Tsunami, like I was watching it like Dragon Ball Z, and then now Dragon yeah, Ball Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like those are the voices I grew up with. Is the English, right, English voices. right. Right. And so I, I can't unhear it. Like, I try to watch the Japanese one because they're so far ahead. They're actually finished right now. Yeah, Super, they are. But can't can't do it. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible. But. I did not watch any Dragon Ball Super. No, get, get out, get out <laughs> That's just, I mean, I did watch Tsunami, like, when I came home from school, but that was that was, that was was my extent, yeah. pretty much, of it. But I have, thanks to Mark, I have a bunch of anime on my list to kind of go through and, nice. and check out. Um, the other thing that I watched this week, uh, I watched, um, uh, Nicole and I watched the second season of Queer Eye, um, which we, I think it's in the feels. It, it does, man. Like it's, it's impactful. Like it's not just kind of like, you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, it's like a makeover show. And it's like, well, yeah, on the surface level, but it's not necessarily about giving a guy a haircut and a change of clothes. Like it's, it's diving into a lot of deeper issues. Like they do, they do one whole episode where, um, they help. They help. They give a makeover to um, a gay guy, and he's not openly gay. But in the episode, he comes out to like his, his stepmom, oh, wow. and it's like some of the most tear jerking shit I've seen in my life. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, it was is very intense. And they have another episode too, um, where they delve more into uh, kind of the Black Lives Blue Lives Matter too, because they help make over a cop, so they get to know kind of him as a person. Gotcha. Um, and it's just it's 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 just kind of a good human show. Like it kind of it okay. makes you feel good, it makes you connect with um, your fellow humans, and the hosts are entertaining as hell. Like they're okay. hilarious, so that always helps. Um, so yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I've been. Basically, it's been a week because yeah, my week's been preoccupied by Luke Cage, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, my dog just laid down in, in Pat's space. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just move your me. feet, man. <laughs> He's comfortable. He's like, I'm put my face here, whether your feet are there or not. Yeah, I texted Pat. I was like, hey, you cool with dogs? And he just sent me a question mark. And I, was I, was like, like, huh? I was like, I have a dog. Are you cool with him? <laughs> and what my response was, if he's cool with me, yeah. <laughs> then I'm cool with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> I um, let's go ahead and without further ado, we'll get into Luke some overall Cage. thoughts for our season two review of oh. Luke Cage. Right. Ready or not, here I come. I want to bring miracles to Harlem. All of this could be yours. I can be the mother you always wanted me to be. Ready or not, here I come. Guns. Here I come. That's 
where our money really comes from? It's time to let the ghosts of the past die. Mariah almost burned. I want to smell of flesh. Yo, I play my enemies like a game of chess, yes. Everything that belongs to Mariah. I you, Should be mine. Bushmaster will scorch Harlem to get to her. You can't hide. Harlem can only handle one devil at a time. I'm done playing by the rules. I am who I am. I know you. You can't be trusted. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Okay, just doing our dirty work for us. As Luke adjusts to his growing fame and tries to shut down the flow of heroin branded with his name, someone from his past reaches out. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Great job. <laughs> uh, that's the synopsis for episode one of season two of Luke Cage. Um, gentlemen, overall thoughts. Pat, we'll, uh, we'll start with you, man. Oh, man. Well, my... My thoughts are kind of biased a little bit because I am a Marvel fan. Okay. Um, for sure, for that, sure. That's that's okay. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Um, however, I, I'm still a, a film critic, so I mean, I, I thought it was, and we'll we'll get into this later. I, it it had some really good moments. It had some good moments overall. If you're not like a Marvel fan. And you're just, you know, you're trying to get into the whole Marvel series, but you're, you know, you like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. That's just my opinion. Unless you're a Marvel fan, it'll work for you. And if you're a Marvel fan who likes hip hop, it'll definitely work for you. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who's not either or, mm -hmm. uh, or the first in the latter or just the first. Yeah. So, uh, Overall, I say out of five, without saying too much, out of five, oh man, I give it like a three. Okay. Uh, probably even like a two point seven, bro. Mm. Um, below, below the middle. Yeah, yeah just well, a little. Two point seven is more than two point five, which oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, well, well, math. Yeah. It's okay, man. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, that's, that's pretty low. Below, below yeah. decent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So like. So yeah. It's so not hitting the C average. Like. No, not yet. But it it, it was kind of close to hitting that. Okay. Um. So yeah. So like yeah. I would say like two point seven. I would give it like a a strong two point seven light three. Uh, as far as rating is concerned. Um, and like I said, we'll like the highlights and the moments, the things that that I geeked out about the most <laughs> was just seeing how. They portrayed the characters from the comic book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, somebody Bushmaster was somebody I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. Um, so I got a chance to kind of look him up and be like, oh, okay, here are his powers, here's what he what he can do. Um, um uh, Mariah's daughter was somebody I was somewhat familiar with mm -hmm. as far as like the 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 Marvel side. Mm -hmm. Um but other than that, like I just um, the I think more of it for me where it killed me is just because it's so important was just the writing, like the actual dialogue, hmm. and I think part of it has to do overall. I thought the dialogue could have been way better, 
Um, and I think the, the reason why, and I could be wrong, this is one of my conspiracy theories and one of my <laughs> theories about why the dialogue is like that. Hmm. If you go back and you watch some of the black exploitation films, which this is strongly yes. like it's a very modern black oh, exploitation yes. film. For sure, yeah. Very much so. If you go back, you can see some of it, especially something um I don't know, uh Black Dynamite. They they Dynamite. hit it they hit it so hard. Yeah, I love that show. But <laughs> but it's very uh it's satire of yes. like the black exploitation dialogue in there. So right. it's 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 kind of cheesy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of tough at some moments, but then like you have these moments where it can it can get serious or it can get, you know, kind of like really cool and then some somebody says something that's kind of like weird and it kind of throws it off <laughs> and it's like it takes you out of that moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think in theory, which I could be wrong, with the exception, and I won't give any spoilers away, with the exception of one episode, and I was like, if the dialogue was like this every episode, it would be incredible. Mm -hmm. And I and that's what that's what even further proves my theory because it was. I think one, I know the one you're talking it about. Was we'll one episode. That, yeah. It was one episode where the dialogue was fantastic, and it hit me like hard. I'm like, yo, this is so deep. Mm -hmm. And if if every episode the dialogue was as strong, I give it a five, man. Right, hands down. Um, and so because of that, the dialogue it just as a writer, that's why I'm weighing it so much. Is you know just because of dialogue. So I, yeah, about a decent three, you know, um, overall. But the, you know, my overall thoughts is like you know as a Marvel fan, like it's good. I like the way they didn't. Uh, steer too far away from like the, the the Marvel powers or the you know the characters as far as their abilities and stuff yeah. and where they came from. So that was a plus for me. Um the 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 fighting scenes were were better in some aspects. Um and then there was this thing that I don't know if you guys saw they were kind of using some of the same B roll in certain scenes like repeatedly. Hmm. Which either even furthers my theory of the whole black exploitation thing. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but you know, like decent overall. Okay, those are my thoughts. Nice. Music selection was awesome. Yeah. If anybody thought the music sucked, get stop watching right yeah, now. Stop watching. Stop, stop listening. Go off, do something yeah. else. Uh, Mark, what about what about you? Yeah, like that's a lot of the points that I was going to hit on. Um, I think the first season was better. Uh, yes, I agree with that. And so, like, that's kind of how I go into these. I'm like, is this better or worse than the previous season, if it is a, a sequel season? And then is it better or worse than some of the other Marvel Netflix shows? Mm. And so this season, I mean, pretty, everything's better than Iron Fist. Everyone, I think everyone agrees on that. Uh, so, so, so shout yeah. out, shout out, real quick to Danny Quick who called it that other show. That other if you're show. watching right now, that that other <laughs> show. question at the end of your synopsis can you give us a rating of all four individual defenders seasons one through four ranking yeah so like put the heroes all together so like just do no just, jessica jones yeah yeah see like yeah that. tell us which one is number one in your eyes and then number four oh, yeah. well, number four is iron fist yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got we got that so. um, and but so like for me too is this second season of luke cage 
it seemed like Luke Cage, at least for like the first half, maybe even longer of this season, mm-hmm. like wasn't even the main character. Like it focused heavily on like side characters and side stories, and then Luke was kind of like shown up, saving the day, and then was back to these other people's story. And so that was a little weird for me. Um, I, I think it was kind of important, but yeah, like it it was like, and that was, that's what moved the plot along. Um, yes, but I think that was kind of weird. I was just I was like. Oh, Luke Cage. I want some more Luke Cage. Right, like, right, right. And then towards the end, he obviously is like, he's there, he's front and center, things are changing. Um, but, yeah, like, the fight scenes, again, I think some of the like, the action sequences were were better than they were in the first season. Yeah. But then again, yeah, where they had a lot some of the same moves, but maybe just a different camera angle, like yeah. where they were just filming it from a different, different way. Um, a lot of weird things like that. Um, a lot of weirdly, a lot of weird things like that. Yeah, I, like I'm trying like not to, you know, not to get too much into uh, this. This section is supposed to be short, and short, then we'll go yeah. into go into the so the, yeah, like stuff in a I think the first season was better. Uh, I don't think the season was bad, uh, but it definitely did suffer from some little things yes. uh, that added up to big things. I got so. you. Yeah, got you. How about you, Taylor? What did you think of this? <laughs> He's gonna disagree. That's what he does. <laughs> I almost always disagree with Mark. So it was like I loved it. My opinion was that stupid. Uh, I not only did I, I think that this season was better than the first season. I think it's the best season two we've seen in the Netflix Marvel kind of oh. universe. Now <laughs> we're getting some dissenting yeah, opinions from the audience, and that's okay. And that's 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 and why we have that's why we have this podcast. Taylor. That's why we have this podcast. Um, for me, like what the. I had faults with it, obviously. Like, nothing, very few shows to me are going to be perfect. Okay. Um, I think one of the things that this show suffers from is what almost all Netflix Marvel shows suffer from, is that it's three episodes too long. Yes. They, and I understand 13 episodes is like a, like a standard cable order. If they did 10 episodes, it would be, each, each season of each series we've seen would be better if they were 10 episodes long. My opinion. Was this something Marvel that we watched or that you got? It was something Marvel that was 10 episodes recently, wasn't there? Uh, probably Legion on FX. Mm-mm. No? Are you talking about you talking about a Netflix thing? Yeah. Was it Defenders 10? Was it Defenders? Was it Punisher? Maybe. But I think... I th- it was something. It was something that was right. ten, and I was like, "Okay, this is perfect." Right. No, I get you. So yeah, that that further just goes along with my case that I feel like they give them too many episodes. I understand it. Like, that sure was eighteen episodes. No, what? That's not right. Well, that's, that's what Netflix says right here. Wow. Episode guide: eighteen episodes. No, that's probably extra clips or something like that. It, it can't be right. Thirteen. Thirteen. Where the, oh wait, season two. Oh, they already have six episodes or. Whatever. In what are you looking at? IMDb. Oh, okay. So okay. they already have partial credits for the oh, season okay. two episodes. Right. So thirteen no, on that oh, one. Oh, you, you were looking at episode total. Yeah. Without, break, without at, a yeah, breakdown. Because yeah, yeah. okay, no, I got you yet. No, there isn't. You're right. No, I, I was yeah. trying to figure out where the number came. From. IMDb. Why um, slow down. Something to... But yeah, like I, I, I just feel Sorry. like it, it tried to drag out this story, which I liked the story of the season. I really did. I just thought there were three episodes too many, maybe even four. Yeah, you're right. Um, was eight. I think that's what it was. Okay, Defenders, Defenders was, was shorter. Eight. I got you. Um, I think oh. what I enjoyed, of the, obviously, the music. Um, unlike Mark, I actually really enjoyed the side character stuff this season. I enjoyed kind of sp- this season splitting the time between 
um, Luke Cage and Misty Knight mm-hmm. and, um, yep. and 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 Bushmaster. I will say I enjoyed that. Yeah, just to kind of see, because I mean, it's not only is the show about Luke Cage, it's about Harlem. So you yeah. kind of have to see yes. all the players that are in this neighborhood to try and see where their directions go and where yeah. they lead. And obviously it's Marvel, so they're going to try and spin off as much shit as they can to try and make more money. But, I mean, just seeing all the characters develop, I, I really liked that. I will agree, kind of from a dialogue standpoint, but taking the fact in that this is kind of an, a modern homage to black exploitation, like, the dialogue isn't the sharpest thing about the series, but I don't watch the series because of the dialogue. Yeah. I, I watch it for other reasons. And not to say that I'm watching it and I'm like, like I don't actively go, Ugh, who the fuck wrote this? But right. I, I feel like things could be sharper. But there were many episodes um, within this season that I thought had really good exchanges, dialogues between, yes. between characters. I will say that. I mean, I don't know. So like, man. there were select moments. I mean, it was I will stop watching. Like, I can't remember what show it was on Netflix that me and my wife started watching. And I we started watching the show. It was like some show with some teenage kids and and like everything sucks. <laughs> no, not that because one. everything did suck. Wow. <laughs> yep. Well, I, <laughs> it, it was like, it was like almost like it was trying to be almost like the next rundown, but not really. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like on my block, something like that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I started I never watching. It. I, never I started it. watching it, and I will watch something. And if the the script is bad, I will be like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> this is whack. Do you have a cutoff limit? Like, I'll watch like three episodes of something. And no, I give, then... give it one episode, man. Oh, man. I'll give it one that's, episode that's if it's rough. not. That's no, it's just it's just if the dialogue isn't good. I mean, like for me, no, I watched it because I was a Marvel fan. I don't mm-hmm. watch stuff for the script. But if yeah. the script mm-hmm. is bad, you get you get cut off. Like, I if, get, it, I if get it's that. really bad. Yeah, I can see that. I get that. Most of the time, I'll give it like two or three episodes before I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. Like, you're not catching my yeah. attention. I'm just going to move on. I get that. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, is you know, it's an important, for me as a writer, you know, it's just one of the really important things when I watch stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I like I, like I agree with Taylor. It, had its, it, it definitely has some good exchanges in there for sure. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed the side character stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not know. that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that like it's Luke Cage's show, and I felt like he Wait. was second fiddle to a lot and of were, people like, for a it, while. There were well, didn't they do that in Daredevil season two, where they kind of gave you insight to to what's his name, uh, Foggy? Yeah, they gave you Foggy a little a, a little more yeah. into Foggy, a little more into Karen. Yeah, um, a little I feel like it's necessary. You kind of have to like. I mean, there were there were some. This is kind of spoilery, but it's not going to throw anybody off. There were like some meta jokes in this season of yeah, Luke Cage that, that I was kind of like, oh, didn't, didn't who's really, stronger than you? Didn't really uh, you expect the, that. Or the huge green guy? Which one is stronger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't really. I didn't really expect that coming from this kind of series, but it didn't the like throw me off. Yeah, yeah. It didn't throw me off in any way. Um, I uh, I think there's a, this season to me. <clears throat> the reason why I liked it more uh, was because for me it felt kind of thematically more complex like it dealt for me it dealt with a lot more because the first season obviously it comes out comes around in a time where within that year there were so many shootings of unarmed black men by police so the fact that you have a series come out uh that's about a bulletproof black man is so powerful yeah and i feel like this season um while that's that incident is not completely erased right now. Like there are a lot more, there are a lot more themes that it deals with that I feel are like, you know, they're, they're topical, but they're also very 
existential and human in a way, yeah. which I really liked. And that's Mark knows that's that's where I get yeah, kind of nerdy about. And I, it. that was the thing that got me hyped last season was, oh shoot, they're doing Luke Cage. Oh shoot, he's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Like bulletproof black man. This is this is mm-hmm. genius mm-hmm. for the times we're living in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I could there. There's definitely some things I have a, a ton of notes. That's why I didn't want to say anything about some of the black culture thematic things because I would just go off into it, <laughs> and I don't want to. So I'm trying to be patient. But uh, but well, yeah, man, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's just a, that's that's what I really liked about this one was it went into in depth about a lot of different just cultural even, issues, even and, with the Jamaican roots and the culture in right. the. You got, oh, you've got man. a yeah. You've got an immigration story. Yes, yes. yes. And you've got you got to go with that, which is nice. I, I was just like, okay, see that, and even in that episode, it was a really good exchange without saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that was good. Yeah, I, and and to me, that's why I liked this one better. And to go even further about me saying it's my favorite season two is like I really enjoyed season one of Daredevil. Season two of Daredevil was like, what what is happening? Like, there's just a lot going on. It didn't make much sense to me. Season two of Jessica Jones was okay. It was cool. It was cool. It was more personal. It was a more personal storyline. Yeah. And for one, to understand it, that's not in the comics. Um, mm. I, I read somewhere that's just like that's a completely fabricated story by the writers of the show, which I oh, respect. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They completely made that up, which I thought was kind of neat. Mm. Um, but just with this one, with everything going on, um, and also Luke's arc, which I wasn't. Sh- we'll get into it, but I, at the end, I wasn't sure that. I did not see him ending up where he ended up. Yeah. But I For some reason, I, liked I thought at the end, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to become the Heroes for Hire's headquarters. And if you're familiar with the Luke, like the Luke Cage, like right. the Marvel comics. thing, yeah. comics yeah. and everything. See, I'm not a comic book reader. I go just based off of like the property that wow. I've seen. Okay. So, so I'm coming from a pure place of just looking at this. Uh, as kind of a TV entity or oh, a movie wow, entity, okay. really good stuff like that. Now, now during it, uh, whenever they come up with a character, a side character, I'll look them up. And be like, okay, yeah. who's this person? Mm-hmm. Just so I know kind of some context. So they, I, I would look up like um, Bushmaster and like look him up, and I'm like, okay, this is where he came from. In the comics, this is who he is, and this is, and now we see he's a little bit different in the TV show. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna say? And then my thing is like, I do some of the comics. Uh, it's mostly like when they do big arcs, I'll follow like the big arc of things. Like mm-hmm. on like Civil War when they did that back in the day. Oh yeah. Um, how wait a minute? How far back do you know Civil War? Like, like the Civil War from when uh, I forget the name of the band, the teens that blew up the school bus. And yes. Then, like, okay. All the way, like, so you know the real story. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing. I like this guy that. already. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I follow it through there. I have um, all those, man. Yeah, I think I got them in like yeah. trades and yeah. all that stuff. Um, but my only experience with Luke Cage before the Netflix series was like a teenage version in like the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Got you. Where he was he was Power Man. Yeah. Right. And, like yep. they had him in there. Uh, yeah. Iron Fist was in there too. And so that was the experience I had with those characters, which is obviously very different. It's a different universe from right. like from the, this what, one. What we're yeah. Seeing. Well, I learned about so I learned about Luke Cage um, during Civil War reading the new avengers tie-in so you new avengers is is luke cage wolverine spider-man i think no luke cage no so luke cage wolverine spider-woman i think spider-man joins for a while and then he switches back yeah over. then you have ronin which is hawkeye on the low 
and then I think it was like one more person. Oh, um, Jessica Jones. Hmm. Um, so I've been watching the whole time in which we got the answer in this season. Because in the comic books, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are married. Yeah. I'm so waiting I, for that. Yes. Like I'm like, so I'm like, yeah. how? When does that? I kept watching. Like, when is that? And then season two, I was like, oh, okay, we, we're gonna right. see how that's gonna happen. Yeah. 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 So which but, um, I, which I'm excited about, and I like. That's almost like kind of a. Uh, uh, it's almost kind of in a finish. It's a, in a way, it's a finish line because I'm curious to see how many seasons they take to get to that point. Yeah, like that's of the a TV good point. show without without because like. You know, I was like, oh, maybe in season two of both of those, this will happen. No? Okay. No, then let's I, I see think how it goes gonna, Yeah, me. I think they're going to try to drag it out a little bit. But, well, I mean, my point was, like, I every time I learned, when I was reading comic books heavy a few years ago, I would try to do research and learn a little bit about each character. Like, okay, I don't know who this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I went into this, when mm-hmm. I was familiar with some of, I was familiar with Luke Cage already, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't really familiar with, Bushmaster, yeah. But I started learning about like I already knew about the other kind of surrounding characters. Yeah. Same right. thing for Iron Fist. You know, I was like, you. I learned about them from uh, New Avengers. So it was kind of like, okay, Iron Fist, the hand. Like I'm seeing all these people. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm starting yeah. to see these. Like, so there was so many Easter eggs in season two of Luke Cage for me. That I was just like, oh, oh, okay, this is, you <laughs> right. know, this is cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is before we this gets out of hand because if it, we could just go on forever about random stuff, <laughs> yeah, but let's yeah, go yeah, ahead sure. into um, the spoilers. Spoiler alert of Luke yeah. Cage uh, season two. Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Let's dive into this a little more structured right, way. Cool. I, I, I got a great, I think it's a great starting off point, is okay. that some of the very first scenes and images we see in Luke Cage season two is Luke Cage's name on uh, the hero packet of drugs. Yes. Yeah. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this uh-huh. is like, are we dealing with a theme where this community... And in the show, and maybe even outside of the show, in the real world, do does this community get addicted to the idea of a superhero? Like, like, like it's a it's a commodity that can be traded. Because then we start dealing. Because we go from that into like Luke Cage all of a sudden being like, um, he's got an app about him, and he's got and and D and DW is making yeah DW is making shirts yeah shirts and they're making money mm-hmm. off of his name and his image, but the 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 the, the symbolism of having Luke Cage be a drug to the black community. Well, I'm going to go even further. Yeah, and say it's the. It's the not. I want to say not the demise, but the double-edged sword in the sense of the black man. Uh, so, um, as far as you know, the culture is concerned, we, you know, especially hip hop culture, gets exploited, and then also it's you know it's kind of like. Yeah. No matter no no matter what good we do, our name is always going to be brought down. That's 
Yep. So that's what it was for me when I mm -hmm. saw that. And, you know, even thinking about it again, in retrospect, the heroin, like I, I agree with that. Yeah. But then the other layer to it, because we're dealing with a black superhero, because mm -hmm. he even said it in, in one episode. Um, I wrote it down because it was such a good line. Um, was it about his name? It was about, no. So episode nine, when Misty was like, uh, so we can have you testify in court. And he was like, as far as, because uh, they were arguing about to make Mariah or give her the immunity right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, Misty was like, well, you can go to court and testify. He was like, I'm black, I'm black, a, a, a vigilante, an ex-con yeah. that doesn't play well in court. And I was exonerated. The black cancels everything else out. Yeah, I remember that. So mm -hmm. I was like, wow. Like, you know, he's completely right. So, mm -hmm. I think just seeing that in the first episode and then seeing it happen to Bushmaster at the end mm -hmm. solidified because then at, towards the end, it's almost like the whole Black Panther uh, Killmonger thing. It's like very, Killmonger, very similar. It's yeah. like, yo, he has a point, but it's like he's going about it the wrong way. It's like, yeah. yo, he's kind of right, though. But same thing with Bushmaster. It was kind of like, oh, I understand why you're going this hard against Mariah. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's just like, so the same thing was happening to him. Mm -hmm. Like he was being stumped on, even though his, the reasons he were, he, he tried to act out on what he was doing, even though we understood where he was coming from. We felt for him yeah. when we found out his story. Yeah. Cause I just thought he was just some mean, nasty Which guy. by the way, it yeah. took, took way too long yes, to find out his backstory. But and yeah. Like they, but at the same time, his it. performance was so good that I was like, all right, man. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They talked about it and they kind of exposed you to that. And you're like, okay, yeah, like I get it. And then they show you it later too. Yes. And then you're like, Cause oh. I saw and I was like flashbacks, and then I was like, "Oh no, these are good." Well, because the other thing too, mm -hmm. he was like, "He's like my mom put me out the window," and like I was right. like, well, "Why did she just get out the window with yeah. you too?" And then like they show it, and it's actually like it's not really a window; it's like a ventilation yeah. thing that like he gets out yeah, through, so. and then it collapses. And so that's what I thought. Like even seeing it full circle with Bushmaster, that mm -hmm. just the the demise or the kind of like almost like in its in its in its. Um, it's ironic because it's you know it's like an oxymoron like Luke Cage being a, a black superhero, like how is that possible? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we and I and in in the black community and and some of our you know and I say it this this way white allies who understand the cause and what we're fighting for, they see but the whole world like white America as a whole. Unfortunately, black superheroes are oxymoron. They never see a black man as a superhero. Mm. So just that point when you brought it up as far as the heroin and everything, I was like, okay, like there no matter how good he does, they're always gonna use something to make him look bad. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, Naming yeah, heroin no, Luke Cage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then that just the his even though it was his homie, he was trying to do it for the right reasons, like selling, you know, making money off his name. And Don't I mean? Even th this is with like yeah. the Nike sponsorships and like all that stuff. Too, yeah, where I was like, see okay, that like, that led into for me that that's a whole that's almost a whole other thing too. But it relates to what we were saying before is that like uh, 
um, in the in, in this real world, a black superhero can mean just a successful, impressive black athlete. Right. And yeah. as soon as you get knocked down, they move on to something, something else. Something else. Which yeah. is when when Bushmaster knocks the shit out of him. Yeah. Then they forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Because right yeah. I mean, shit. In the second episode, you got uh, two ESPN alums, which are yeah, out there, which, is, which yep. I thought was dope to have Super them out dope. there. Uh, big middle finger to haters of both of them. Yeah, um, Tom and then, Bowles, Jamil, yeah. uh, Jamil Hill, and then it was some somebody else. Other it, guy, it, was, it was it was it was her husband, Michael Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I'm getting ahead of myself for that second episode. <laughs> Just real quick for that first episode, though, directed by Lucy Liu, which I thought, yeah, great I job. Saw that. Great was, job. We were sitting there. We watched it at our little brother's house, and we were like, wait, like. Like Lucy yes, Liu? Yes. <laughs> no, the other. Yeah, that's what I was exactly. thinking in my mind. Exactly. I was like, is there another Lucy Liu that I don't know about? Yeah. yeah. So and and I didn't understand one thing I was trying to figure out too. Maybe it's something I don't really pay attention to, but I'm mm. I'm thinking she's gonna be her and maybe like one other person mm. are gonna direct the whole thing. Mm. And it was episode. just different. Yeah. Yeah. So why just that one episode though? I think well, for me, I'm Obviously, I don't know why they picked her for that one episode, but I will commend her because I feel like it was one of the strongest episodes of the season was the very first one. Ah, and yeah, when you do it some action sequences, like she has the backbone for action, obviously, because she's been an action star herself. Um, and that fight scene with Bushmaster in the first episode was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All, all, his, like, all his flips and shit, his like, capoeira type. Yeah. yeah, that was wild. That was wild. So that, I It reminded me of... Uh, Eddie from uh, what's that fighting from game? Tekken. Tekken. That's what I yeah, thought yeah, about yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and it makes sense that that's his fighting style because yeah. that is a, a fighting style traditionally from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that that was really cool to see her direct an episode. And I think primarily too, a lot of these episodes were um, directed by uh, African Americans or uh, women of color as well. Um, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> Sally um, Sally Richardson Whitfield, I think. Um, I she she was an actress. I knew her as an actress on a show called Eureka on Sci Fi back in the day, and she was really good. But I kind of oh, follow nice her song. as doing like she's getting more into doing TV directing. She's doing a really good job. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so <laughs> can we talk a little bit about about DW? Yeah, we can. All right, I got. Uh, I think this is interesting. I don't know if you guys know this. So his his credited name as a character is D.W. Griffith. Okay. Do you know who D.W. Griffith is? No. D.W. Griffith is the uh, film director back in the 1920s, 19-teens, 1920s, who um, is accredited with uh, making the first movie that really utilized the effect it has on audiences of editing. The movie was called The Birth, A Birth of a Nation. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So we have a character in Luke Cage. That's crazy. I didn't who, pay attention to that. Yeah, so we have a character in Luke Cage who's named after uh, a filmmaker who made a three-hour-long racist epic. Um, now, I did a little bit more research on D.W. Griffith, the person, and he felt so bad about making that movie that he went on in his other movies to make... Um, just focus more on the downtrodden racism that did exist. But he's known for making a birth of a nation. So wait a minute. So birth of a nation was the one. It was the one after it aired, the, the resurgence of the Ku Klux Klan happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This was the movie that inspired the Ku Klux Klan to come back into. So because I'm trying to remember correctly, is that the one, if I'm thinking about the same one, 
Is that the one where we get the whole a lot of the black exploitation or not the black exploitation, but just the the racist uh, like blackface, the King Kongs, the blackface? Yeah, because this I, is all yeah, all African or they're not African Americans, they're white guys in blackface. That's what I thought. In this entire okay. movie. So what's crazy is is that um um so ah that's wild because right? doing the research. Black exploitation was kind of like the attack, uh, the attack to that, or mm-hmm. the anti of mm-hmm. Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. um, to show like, you know, black people yeah. in power. Even they're like sixty years power. apart. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. So that's where a lot of black exploitation was kind of like we're gonna counter that, you know, and mm-hmm. make our own movies where our own are the stars mm-hmm. of the film. So I just found the naming of that character. Now I didn't do too much research to find out if he's a if he's a comic book character or not. But like a, his character in this series, I just find I couldn't let it go for like the crazy. first half of the season. I was like, this guy's name is D. W. Griffith. Yeah, and he's making money off of Luke Cage. the profitability of Luke Cage, and then also making money off of Luke. I mean Luke Cage. In his ups and his downs. Yeah, his ups and his downs. So that's why I was like, I was, it was, it was wrinkling my brain for like six you, episodes trying to figure yeah, out why they chose, why they the chose other, his name. The other Come back to him at the end too. Well, the other twist to that is, is that remember he said something in there. He was like, I got to get the whole story. Like I have to film your whole story. We can't just show the highlights yeah. of just all the good. Mm-hmm. So I, that kind of made, because at first I was like. Because that was about when Luke got rocked by Bushmaster. Right. right. And I was like, yo, why is this dude getting his losses? You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I I, I use the N-word. I don't want to use it on here. But (laughs) that's what I was like, yo. I mean, you you can. We can't. We can't. But you can't. Right. (laughs) But I pretty much, that's what I was like, yo, why is this nigga like filming his, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. His downfall or whatever. So that makes a lot of sense. But also the twist in that, when he said... You know, I have to get your whole story. We can't just show the good parts. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can respect that. You know, yeah, so that's kind of like feels bad about doing Birth of a Nation had to get like other the downtrodden side of it too. Right. Yeah. Like, like I yeah. just thought that was so that's fascinating. Crazy, I was like, I was like, they had to know who D.W. Griffith was before they made that character. That can't be coincidence. No. Or just just a follow up to you. I yeah. did a, a minor googling. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, Dave D.W. Griffith. Uh, only mentioned in the Luke Cage season two uh, series, so I did not find any. Not from the comic not book. Not from the comic book. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Else. Interesting. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, I just that was real. And yeah, so the oh yeah, just side tidbit: Shays and Mar- Mariah's Dillon's relationship still creeps me out. Yeah, I never believed. <laughs> hey man, that. you gotta gotta get your like, sugar mama they, sometimes. They never just... legit seemed like they cared about each other. Just nasty. Like I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I did from, too, like, like, yeah, yeah, from until season I one saw to season them two. groping on each other, yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> like, all that, right. that started when uh, uh, Cottonmouth, when uh, Shades comes in and, and Mariah kills Mariah Cottonmouth. Like, yeah. smashing his face with the mic stand, and then he helps her out, and then that's where right, they all that's, started. Yeah, yeah, that's where they all kind of like, you know, but, I, I think she even made mention of that one time. She was like, yeah, you know, um, she was like, if I was an all bloodied up, or whatever, I would have put you on. I would have strategy right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's disgusting. <laughs> After I killed him, like that's just some really. But it really shows how twisted and dark like her character yeah. is. Yeah. Like you know, um, 
and you get that dichotomy several times, like in the same episodes uh, throughout this season. Like the one that the juxtaposition was very clear was during uh, when they were in the Rand like safe house. Yeah, and she's talking to Luke's dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, like very friendly, like very funny, like flirtatious, with, and like you know she's up to something in that moment. And then she immediately turns and like shits all over Tilda. Yes, and like just that quick now, flip. That episode was the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. Um, that was that was later. That was like episode. Eight or nine, hold I think. on, yeah, yeah, I think I got it. Hold on, this. Is it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was the moment when finally Luke beats the shit out of Bushmaster. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. It's, is the season it's ep- over? It's episode nine. <laughs> well, we got three. We got four yeah. more episodes okay, left. It was like, yeah. yeah. Was episode like, nine. Ending, episode but... nine had because that was the episode when Bushmaster. Yeah, that he got beat. He got beat up. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, so that episode when I watched that, that had the best dialogue. Hmm. And like just so deep, just so mm-hmm. so. Let me see. I have no son. I just want to get these out. Yeah. Um. So because I, I, I love yeah. that episode. Yeah. I, I, um, and th- jumping off of that, when you're done, we'll talk about Luke's dad, which I really yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the notes that I brought that I brought up. Um. It seemed like uh the more Luke and his father talked, the more he found his strength. Um. I love the way their relationship is healing and helping, and it seemed the dialogue seemed very natural. Um, and it's something, and I'll say this just to be transparent, it's something that I wish I could have because my dad is not in my life. Mm-hmm. It was a moment where, um, like, I didn't know who he is. I found out who he was, like, around 18, 19. I was in, I was in college. So I was thinking I was, like, 19, 20. And then we just didn't really see eye to eye. And, like, he just had, like, all the excuses in the world for me. But um, but anyway, we just when I watched it, I was like, that teared me up because I was like, man, the way they worked through that together, yeah, the reconciliation, the way they worked through it together, the way they talked through it, the way they like, you know, found they met a common ground, and it was Mm -hmm. like, man, I wish I could have, we could have found that common ground. Um, but you know that that was really dope. So I, I I did point that out. I did also point out the whole black. Uh, vigilante ex-con line or whatever mm-hmm. which is totally true um, then I wrote this episode has some of the best dialogue so much death and soul and importance mm-hmm. um, the bomb that Mariah dropped on Tilda yo when she revealed that Uncle Pete was her dad and her uncle yeah, yeah. I was like whoa cause like they hinted at it when uh, Mariah was in custody and talking to uh, Rittenauer. but the way yeah. kinda, the way it kind of sounded was like that so he, he might have been her no, dad. No, 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 no. I knew she was hinting at the fact that the the man that she said is Tilda's dad is it's not. not. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, like, like, right, that was very clearly made. No, right. I didn't. I didn't think. I thought that for a split second, but then I was like, oh no, he knows who he is. Okay. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, so it must be something really bad then. Yeah. Because yeah. all I knew was, like, they had talked about, they have been talking about their relationship and, like, going to prom or whatever. Yeah, year, and, and all, all that, that jazz, stuff. yeah. And then, like, do you, you tell how old she really is or, like, who her dad really is? And I was like, wait, is, like, was it him? And that's why he still has feelings for her, too? And, mm-hmm. like, so I thought that's what was going on. So when that happened, I was like, Oh shit! This was like a rape situation. Well, yeah, and and what was really crazy about it? Number one, I'm glad that they highlighted that 
in this in this you know because just rape has become it's always been a big deal but just as of recently all these rapes that have been coming out from celebrities mm-hmm. um it has been a big deal um bill cosby and then some people are getting like we're getting accused like i think somebody even said i think there was something in the news or somebody was rumored that morgan freeman was accused of some things mm-hmm. and so i think yeah his was like just bad behavior yeah, and but I yeah. think it was. Um, but I mean, I, I think that was sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, but just sexual harassment and rape. I, I'm just glad that they touched on it in 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 uh, in this season. Yeah. Espe- especially like um, in the black community, just seeing it, and there was a lot of that I know of, or um, just a lot of uh, incest, you know, mm-hmm. um, in in the. Around the nineteen, because how how old would she be right now? So like around that, the thing was like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties for for Mariah. Yeah, because I guess I tried uh, to do the age math too. Well, I couldn't keep yeah. track. Shades said he was born in seventy seven. Yeah, he's forty one, something like that. So and she's so got to be at least twenty years she, more than she's younger than him. So yeah, I figured no, like he's Tilda, she's she's old. oh you're talking about Tilda yeah. Tilda okay. is what I was talking about. I got you. Uh, like, she's probably, like, 30s. Uh, so, yeah, I'd put her in the 80s. Yeah, like, but, so, yeah, but um, just them highlighting it and, you know, it, it, it hits home for me, like, uh, just community-wise, culture-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that was just that was just wild. But what was crazy is when you're listening to that dialogue, when you're watching that, I'm watching it and it's like Mariah's kind of peeling back the layers on her life. And it's like just when you think you can feel sorry for her, mm-hmm. you were listening like, oh, man, like, yo, this is bad. And then she drops the bomb like and I and when I look at you, I hate you. I was like, yo. Yeah. So it was like you have to like you're you're kind of like your heart is like going like growing some depth for her like you're kind of feeling for Mariah's character and all of a sudden you got to take it all back cuz it's like which is frustrating as that is yeah. that's 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 uh the writing has to be committed on her character though because we're going back and forth on yeah, her that's the feel that's, that and then not. that's yeah. a good well, sign think, of that i think i think at that moment when she did that, I think everything else was just worse. It just yeah. went downhill. Oh yeah. Well, that was definitely like all a, the way up a, until yeah. that episode. A turning point yeah. for her. Because she, she was trying like, for the first half of the season. She was trying to go. It was going back and forth. Straight. Back and forth. Yeah. And she like, was just two like, step forward, one step back. Point, she was like, I'm done. Because then even after that. Because like, once she got her immunity, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm untouchable now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then that's even like. She just goes straight berserk, like after they're breaking into that random facility, and she picks up that like shotgun and just starts like going off on people. Um, oh yeah, that was wild. That was one of the scenes where they used like the B roll several times. Oh okay. <laughs> when oh, she was walking. Oh, of her walking. Yes. Oh it was, like, the okay, I got gotcha. you. Thank hall. you. You like, saw it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happened like three times. I got gotcha. you. And finally, that last guy, she got him because gotcha. she was like right here at that point. But I got gotcha. you. Uh, it was like her walking like. Film from the front, reloading, and then it cut, and it's this one it's guy the same across the guy hall, again. And it comes back. She says another word, like reloads. Same, same guy, same spot. 
that, like, that it, did take a while. Like her talking, like, I was like, all right, they, how they long is this sentence? Every word with a shot. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the same guy running across the hallway, and I was like, okay, was this intentional? Was this like a? Salute or a head nod to black exploitation, or was this just bad filming? It's like, or did they just not want to film that that many times? They're like <laughs> right. back and forth walking down this hallway. So yeah, but um, so yeah. that was a turning point yeah. for her. Where like, yeah, she at that point she was just fed she was up. like, forget she it. She was just like, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Like trying to play nice. Like I'm doing what I'm gonna do. And, and before we go any further, just to to piggy pad, just like side note off of that, um, I think episode two was I love to see so Missy Misty got like extremely tough like well she's extremely tough in, in general yeah which I yes. love yeah um I loved her whole arc this season yeah yes. it's like a, a whole lot there's it, a lot of like disability things in there yes like, by the way I think like, we had about five too many uh one arm jokes like I was keeping track about how many jokes well, were said about her having <laughs> One well, arm. I, I think. Or I'd give my arm for that. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like well, a couple was funny. I was like, okay. Some of <laughs> them were good. Some of them were like to pit against her. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind them too much because I think a lot of people knew that Misty has a short fuse. Mm-hmm. So that's why everybody was kind of like poking at her. Poking at her. Yeah. But just to piggyback off what you were saying, in episode two, they really highlighted black excellence when it comes to women. So that's mm. when, like, just showing women empowered, even with Mariah, like, I, I can't remember what, you know, particular scene it was, but just showing all around, just, in, like, empowered black women, women were good for me. Even, like, seeing Jamel Hill was like, okay, this is dope. Yeah. Like, uh, for me. So, yeah, I, I thought that was incredible. Um, yeah, I liked when they had, uh, when they were getting ready to do the unveiling of uh, that health center that Mariah was opening. And she had like all the historic photos in there too, and she yeah. was like calling everyone out, like just bringing attention to it. Um, yeah, yeah, they definitely highlighted that. Yeah, times in the series. yeah. And if it's one thing that you can't deny, which was expressed at the end of the season very well, is that Mariah loved Harlem, like the city. So no that, matter that was, I think what we had to remember for the whole thing is yes. like there's so many parallels that Luke is Bushmaster, is Mariah. Ms. Mariah. Like, they're all... Parts of... The same other. person, in a way. Like, yeah. they both, like... Okay, so, for Bushmaster, obviously not with this particular case, when we're talking about um, loving and caring for Harlan. Like, yeah. both Luke Cage and Mariah essentially wanted the same thing when it came to their community. Mm-hmm. Now, they had the exact opposite ways of going about doing it, but their intention was still there. Mm-hmm. Um I think one interesting thing when you were talking about kind of just dynamics within kind of a, a black community, Pat, uh, what did, what was your take? It was either second episode or third episode mm-hmm. where we kind of have a very, um, uh, a Luke Cage who is exhibiting a fair amount of hubris and doing a little bit of kind of um, not wanting to be helped and ex- ex- exhibiting rage. And then we have Claire who's trying to calm him down because she has his back. Yes. But then he's like, don't castrate me or try to censor me or whatever like that. And I I saw that, and I'm glad you brought that up too, with Claire. We saw that in episode two because she was like, even she was, even like I I love the way they just kind of highlighted different, I guess, social levels of black women. So you have the working Mm -hmm. class, you have the rich black women, and then you have... The one who's not necessarily, she's not poor, but she's kind of like middle class or mm-hmm. lower middle class with Claire. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that 
her boyfriend was a superhero and she still had his back. Mm-hmm. That was empowering. Like, you know, standing, you know, with or behind a strong black man. But yeah. I'm sorry, what were you going to... But what did it say? So, like, obviously, um, the show has done a good job of empowering women, mm-hmm. especially in the African-American community. Yeah. And Claire in particular, like, she has... Her, she's had everybody's back throughout all yes. of these Marvel yeah. shows, which has been great. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what, do you, what was your take on the fact that... She, Luke was refusing this help. Did it come across at all as like he was like the definition of like a a strong black man? Like, is there kind of like some kind of rage? I think to it at all. I think uh, what happened was, and as a whole, I think this was what I love about, and I have it in in um, in episode four. I actually have it written down to tie in to answer what you're saying. Um, I think this. one of the arc themes or kind of character dynamics for Luke this season is rediscovering himself because there's, yeah, there's a lot of identity themes. There's a lot of identity themes with him and his father, with him and Claire, with him and Bushmaster, just everything. Him in the city. Yeah. Just him in the city. Yeah. So just like, um, you know, finding who he is. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that especially with him and his father, because uh, their, you know, fatherlessness is an issue, a big issue in the black community. And I, that's it's, it can be an identity issue. I knew it was for me growing up, you know, like not really knowing who I was as a growing man because my father wasn't in my life. I thank God for having my uncles and like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and other guys in my church community that were big brother figures, but like nobody or even, even father figures, but nobody could really replace like my father, my right. biological father. But um, I think that um, with Luke, like, you know, pride was a big issue for him. And I think a lot of the pride just came from his frustration. Like, yeah. you know, especially with the her- the heroin thing going on. Um, just him trying to do the right thing um, and, you know, him trying to get rid of the issues or crush the problems, you know, or, or crush the villains or whatever. And they just like, no matter how hard he tries, he can't just stop the bad things from happening. Yeah. Um, While and, maintaining his code. Yes. You know, um, and so, you know, I think Claire wanting, he did, he did kind of reject because for me, you know, with my beliefs and just, you know, faith and everything, like, for me, I believe that, um, you know, having a black woman just in my corner, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. is very important for me as a black man. That's what makes me a strong girl or a strong black man just to be able to have um, a, a strong black woman in my corner, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, or just a strong woman in my corner, Yeah. you know, because um, it, it, I'm not going to just make it about race, like... You know, as men, we have a lot of pride. There's a lot of ego, you know, and I think that's what he was dealing with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not letting, you know, even we see it with his father, like not letting people in to say, hey, man, I'm here for you. Like, I yeah. got you. Because literally, like, and when I think about it more, Luke is the strong friend. When we talk about mental health issues, there had been this tweet going around when we were seeing like, um, you know, people commute, uh, a lot of celebrities uh, commit su- uh, suicide as of recently. Yeah. Uh, Joe Budden actually tweeted, he was like, check in on your strong friends. Yeah. And so in my circle, I am the strong friend and I, I, I accept that responsibility 
but at the same time, I have to make sure I'm okay too. And I and I really believe Luke's dad brought that up. He was like, "You have to make sure that you know, every, you know that you're good inside, that you're okay. Like yeah. realize that you know you have the help, you have whoever you have, you, you know your support." And so Luke was just trying to handle it all by himself. And I think for good reasons. I think he didn't want Claire to get hurt. That was one of the biggest things, you know. Um, but you, you got to be able to trust, you know. And so yeah. it's crazy. He's bulletproof, but he wasn't being as vulnerable yeah. as yeah. he needed to be. And that, that was a constant theme with this is because, like, because he had uh, his powers, like, he takes it all on himself because he knows, like, I can't be burned. Like, right. he, he goes through that. Because like, he says that in that one. Like, several times. Yeah, yeah. He's like, in the first episode, shot. he and said it, that. And then he dabs on him for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. With, <laughs> with the dab. My face yeah. was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was, was, I was, that, was that supposed like, to be cool? I was like, or is that like, is that like. At first I waited and I was like, yes. Or is that like your uncle dabbing? Like It was. That's exactly what it was. Drowned. Yeah. Like, he goes through this list and his list just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, it just makes him feel like more he has to take those things on his shoulders. Right. And that's even in a lot of the promotional materials, it's like Luke literally holding up Harlem. On his like, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you see that promotional And I think material. what it goes back to is something that Regis, uh, uh, excuse me, um, Luke's dad says in the very first episode. Uh, oh, with the monologue that he's got? Yeah, he's like, telling the monologue about, like, is I, I'm going to butcher it if I try to quote it, yeah. but basically saying, is Luke Cage being who he is for himself or for God? Yeah. And God could mean God, or God could mean community. It could be other people, mm-hmm. just a, a, an idea that's bigger than oneself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the theme pretty much for him for this whole season because now we get, if we, once we hear that and if we take into account that this is the struggle that Luke is going to go through this season, um, we start to look at his actions in different ways. Like, okay, why is he doing this? Obviously, Luke Cage is a good person mm-hmm. and he wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But at what point does it become, like I mentioned earlier, a little bit more of hubris involved mm-hmm. and like a little more selfishness as to right. like him trying to be like, cause when he has a fight with Claire about her trying, he, she has his back, but he doesn't want like kind of not that he doesn't want her support, but he takes her support as a means of like censoring himself. Right. And he wants to be who He's he like, wants I can't, to be. Yeah, I can't be. Like she, she was there. She like for me, like a lot of the times, my even when when I was stepped into music, doing music full time, um, my wife was, and I can draw analogies. She was kind of like the barometer. If okay, am I supposed to, should I keep doing this? You know, because mm-hmm. it's a struggle sometimes. Um, things have gotten a lot better now, but in the beginning, she really served as as my barometer to say, okay, should I keep doing this or should I just go get, find a part-time job? And I think that Claire served, was trying to be that for Luke. Like, oh yeah, you know, Luke, you, you can't do this or you can't, like she was trying to almost be like his filter, which I think was good for him. Mm-hmm. But I think with everything going on, he, it, it makes sense why they didn't stay together. Like it just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. were kind of like going down like uh, a path, and the and the path kind of was just I could see it going two different directions. Yeah. You know where she wanted him, but she wanted him to 
kind of know himself and like understand that she was there for him to help with you know his identity and stability and mental stability his anger and, and his anger really and everything with, yeah. and he wasn't even there yet you know he yeah. just had too much stuff going on mentally and and emotionally especially with his dad and yeah. that's what kept coming up the whole episode rest, rest in peace talk? rest in peace to Reggie yes. yeah, that was I his last that was that. his last role that was mm-hmm. his last role before he passed yeah, away yeah which was a to me was incredible it was, role. it was fitting in a very way very fitting um but it was just kind of like you know he he had issues with well i'm sorry that's the point i was getting to mm. everybody kept saying uh you need to go talk to your dad man you need to go talk to your daddy you yeah. need to go talk to you know especially uh what's his name uh uh piranha and i wanted to touch yeah. on that episode two episode five okay where he got Is that his, when he gets like, hired yes yeah yeah so yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, so first talk, of all... We can talk about everything. Yeah, so so <laughs> first of all, episode five, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Musical guest. Right, you know. Um, I feel like I feel like every episode could be like Luke Cage featuring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was the intention. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, I think about why wouldn't it, it be? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so Ghostface Killer, you know, which was incredibly dope. Um... But we're good. yeah, we're good. Just the the fact that uh, let me see the episode. Yeah, so that episode for me was a little. I wrote down it was a little eh, um, minus the big reveal of the heads on the pikes at the end of the clinic. Yeah, that's yeah. The, end of the clinic. Yeah. Um, the little reference about Hulk was in there. Who's bigger, you or the the big the, the big, big green, green monster, monster whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but yeah, this that episode along with the fact that uh, you have Piranha who was a huge fan of Luke Cage, even though he was working for Mariah and all those guys. He was kind of like the middleman, neutral kind of guy, if you will. He wasn't like a bad I don't know guy, if he really. was neutral. He was kind of like the lawyer in that sense that he's going to go where the money's going, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, not necessarily because he was a fan of Luke Cage. Yeah. But for the wrong yeah. reasons, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like that, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a fan of Luke Cage because he was a black man doing good in the community. He oh man, you just realized something. Could he? Could he? <laughs> <laughs> you just had an epiphany. Could he? Could he be an Uncle Tom? I can, I can't attest to that. You get, you're gonna have to fill me in on that one. Could he be like the the? I mean, to me, he was more of an example of stuff we saw earlier about the commodification. Com, commoditization. Commoditization. Commodification. Well, commodification. commodification. Like of making commodity making, out of yes commodification of Luke Cage as it's see there we go Luke Cage what, as what, as, a, said, as what's the word again commodification the action or process of treating something as a mere commodity like he was tr- he was contributing to that idea of Luke Cage as as like a, a money making opportunity show. like he's like, like hey like who wants to go up here and shoot him yeah like that whole thing and. Uh, like he was into it because he was cool and he had enough money to show off these things like he wasn't yeah he there wasn't as much evidence I guess in him liking Luke Cage because of his work in the community it was more of like oh this is the cool thing to do yeah because he was like he thought Luke Cage was he he thought Luke Cage was avocado toast like (laughs) oh let me see I just yeah him he rubbed me the wrong way ever since I first he first showed up I was like oh this guy's gonna be Kind of a kind of a dick somewhere down well, the line. Well, I, I feel like he was kind of he wasn't. I, I, no, he's not Uncle Tom. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But, uh, 
but like, but as far as his character, like, so he was a fan of Luke Cage for all of like, not the wrong reasons. I think he, but I not think, the right ones. Not yeah. the right ones. I think he Good did. Reasons. I did. Re, I think he did acknowledge that he was, you know, a black hero. But I, I, I think he looked past. He was all about the surface. It wasn't about any depth to him at all. Yeah. Like as far as seeing in other people. Yeah. So like he, he had all his memorabilia and he, and which was really weird because he was like Luke was like how did you even get all this stuff? Yeah. And then he was saying the jumpsuits were orange. Yeah. Like of, he had the, the wrong, wrong jumpsuit. Color. Right. <laughs> For so, the yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah. So but to kind of counter that. Episode six, we found out, oh man, this dude actually has some depth to him because he started talking. I think he started talking about his dad and mm-hmm. and all that stuff, his story and what he dealt yeah, with. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. So, but there no, were there weren't too many shallow characters overall. Right, in this, but in this I want to highlight the um one thing I I do want to uh, highlight um is the exploit or the theme of just exploiting. Which we saw recently with XXX and Tashion's death, mm. um, the exploiting of um, black tragedies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did see that when he got hired, um, he was at first. I thought in the box that he gave him was going to be like the Power Man outfit. Yeah, like, I was. I was waiting for like the yeah. necklace or the. But it was ridiculous. Something. It was. <laughs> it was another not, thing. Not in the way that I was thinking. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, like, so he had right. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like the Power Man right. with the afro and all that stuff. <laughs> but nah, like he he had on the hoodie with the holes the in it already, all the yeah. bullet holes to take pictures and stuff with everybody. So I think that, you know, um, sometimes in in our own community, because you have a black guy asking another black guy to do this, um, people use black tragedy to get likes, to get follows, to get, you know. Yeah. And I think that episode really exploited that and explored that whole thing mm-hmm. of using black tragedy to... Um, cause that, cause in the, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to just, you know, you know, feel your, feel, fuel yourself. So, um, which I think was really dope. We see in season one, it was just a thing like Luke Cage wearing a hoodie. And I was like, that's genius. And so now in episode two, it became a thing where he was wearing, you know, an actual thing. He was known to wear hoodies yeah. and it was very symbolic of, you know, they called that out at one point too. They're like, "Oh, you're like a black man in a hoodie." Right. Like, yeah, and I and I think he and and Luke even wears it for that reason. Yeah. Um. You know, so because it, it goes back to the whole Trayvon Martin thing. You know, so I, I when I saw that in season one, I was like, "Yo, that's so dope." You know what I'm saying? He's bulletproof. He's getting shot at, but he's not dying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but we see it being exploited, and so like, you know, it's this thing on social media. Where we see, you know, I notice it sometime where, you know, black people will use black tragedy just to, and you got to be careful of it. Even when you talk about it, okay, am I doing this? It's kind of like a question mark. Question yourselves and challenge yourselves to think, am I doing this for the likes and the follows and the commentary and to boost my algorithms? Or am I doing this to say this to make, you know, to make it, you know, uh, bring awareness to it. So, I mean, social media activism is a whole thing too, where like, right. 
and it's easy to just post something rather than actually do something about it. And so a lot of right. people just do that. Like right. You might, sometimes they have good intentions, sometimes they don't. But yeah. like, that is a thing that happens. Yeah, and I, and I think and I think it goes outside of social media too, because some people might have events or. Like, you know, you even have to question yourself then, am I having this event to bring awareness or am I actually doing it just to gain more popularity? Um, and so we see that with Piranha yeah. telling him to put it on. He's got Luke Cage in the bullet hoodie, bullet yeah. hole hoodie and everything. So that was one. People that were smashing like, bottles over his head. Right, like, and everything. Like so I just was like, Yeah, so wow. like you were saying. Yeah, so. Um, well, let's... Uh, we need to talk about Bushmaster real quick. We haven't really touched yes, on him. Um, I, uh, I, I, I really dug him as a villain uh, this season. Um, like I said earlier, I felt like we needed to get to his backstory a little bit more. Um, I do appreciate um, that actor's performance. Uh, I'm going to look his name up so he gets oh, the... like Alfred Woodard? No, that, that's Mariah. So let me ask you this yeah, question, it's, Mus- it's uh, Mustafa something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think... His accent was bad, or is it real? No, I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, we're gonna find out. Mustafa Shakir. I know a lot of the accents. Like, do you I, think the accents when, were bad? In when this? the season started off, I had trouble following it, and then as it went on, like, did you watch it, was, it with sub? I watched it with subtitles. I didn't. I can't. I I, I, didn't, I can't find if he's from uh, the Caribbean or not. Um, but for me, like, his performance was good, but uh, a show shouldn't uh, have a performance as a crutch to introduce a character's backstory. Like for me, like I was okay because his performance was really good and not necessarily knowing his immediate backstory, but just even with the, that was one of my favorite <laughs> things that he yeah, did. Yeah, me too. Like, and I, that's for me. It's like, I wonder if like, that's, that was like his, like that's his decision as an actor to add well, no, that I in think there. That, I think it is a Caribbean thing. There's just probably like, like uh, a part of the yeah. dialogue, just the, I guess the sassiness or the, yeah. you know, disrespect. They smack their lip real quick. Dulé Hill. Dulé Hill does that. And he's he's Jamaican. So, yeah. Yeah, so even when, when watching, uh, just the time learning about coaches here, just uh, watching, uh, was it Chewing Gum? Oh, is that yeah. good? I haven't checked that out. It is really good. Okay. But just the end it. You know, it's it, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. No, he's really dope. Um, side tidbit: just I did quick. I didn't know who he was. I did research. So, mm-hmm. actually, in the comic books, Bushmaster went through the same procedure that As Luke Cage yeah. did. But the only thing is, it didn't go as well with Bushmaster as it did with Luke Cage because the way he died wasn't that Luke beat him up or you know you know beat him or whatever is that they were all fight i think they were fighting um and so he uh with the help of dr nightshade which is tilda mm-hmm. um learned how to accelerate his power so it didn't do it didn't go as good and then she tried to like accelerate his power and it just made him kind of like get bigger and bigger, and then all of, I think something like he turned into whatever is in Luke Cage. Well, I think is it's not vibranium. What is it? I can't remember what is what's in his body that keeps. Uh, the, um, it's fused with the um. What the hell is that thing? Abalone. Oh yeah, abalone. Yeah, abalone. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was his like skin disintegrated, and then his whole like. 
he like froze up and then he just kind of fell into pieces or whatever, mm. if I remember correctly. So I do like the way they introduced his power. They they really took it to the whole like Caribbean roots is where he gets his power from. Right. And kind of this mysticism. Mysticism. Yeah. 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 So I was like, okay, I like that. They didn't just do the whole, oh yeah, he had the same procedure Luke Cage did thing. So I honestly felt like the, the, the origin behind his power was better because I did a little bit of research too, like like you did on what the comic book version too, was. Yeah, because in the comic books, there's two Bushmasters and their yes. brothers. Yeah. Okay. And in this case, the Quincy of the pair is the father or the grandfather or whatever okay. like that. Um, and uh, Johnny is obviously um, the Bushmaster we see in this, uh, in this season. But I guess technically his... Uh, Quincy, his dad or his grandfather, I can't remember, was Bushmaster because that's what the rum was named yeah, after. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, going back to him, like I, I, my only problem was that I really wish we would have gotten to know his backstory a little bit sooner, so that maybe yes. we could. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to connect immediately with every villain I see, but like we, there's so it was so vague. There was so much behind a curtain until like later in the season that we found out, and also I was not, I was kind of underwhelmed by the way he kind of just disappeared this season. What do you mean? Like, like he just he went off to. Are you talking about? I think it was. Yeah, I think Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Yeah. yeah, like the second to last episode, they just go back to Jamaica. Okay. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, okay. I was like, I get, but I guess if you think about it in more of a grand scheme of things, like his role, his I'm role just was. Glad very, they didn't kill him all. Yeah, I am, I am glad too. Um, they killed off Cottonmouth, and I was just like, wow. Why? Honestly, that season, that season where they killed off, killed off Cottonmouth, I forgot everything that happened after they killed Cottonmouth. I was like, oh, what, the, what was his, his was name? Was it Luke's brother? I can't even remember his name. Yeah, it was his half-brother. Oh, uh, yeah. Snake, like, snake bite, rattlesnake, diamondback. Someone was snake it. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. I did. Exactly. And that's like, that's, that's, I think that's a, that's, that's a problem. Didn't he die too? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's a problem because we only remember, uh, Cottonmouth. There's a lot of snakes. Yeah. Um, like say, like and then Bushmaster is a snake as well. I'm pretty sure. Bushmaster? Yeah. A Bushmaster is a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is this yeah. thing with Luke Cage and snakes? I don't man? know, man. Well, maybe that's it. His dad and the biblical references and snakes. Ah, and yeah, that's true. Out, like, that's true. They might work out. But yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I think um, that, you know, we, we should have gotten to know about him sooner as far as his background and everything. Because then when I started seeing his background, I was like, oh. They, they told that so well. Like, yeah, they told, they told like, all the flashbacks well. and his backstory was told extremely well. Yeah. It's just we didn't find out about it until second half the of the season. The too, now, that, like, that's the thing. Like, everyone right now is doing, like, the relatable villain, which is kind of what you want. Because you don't want it to just be, like, a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. Yeah. But, like. We mean everybody is doing it. I mean, like, that's kind of the thing that, like. Relatable villains are kind of coming in to play. Like I we see did what you're saying. Incredibles two and like, I didn't we see talked that, about yeah. that. And uh, it's good. It, like, yeah. It. Uh, yeah, Killmonger. It's animated though. I don't know if you'll like yeah, it. I no, I saw the first one, so I got okay. to see this one. You said Coco. You were like not refusing see, to see. It. You know, see, <laughs> Toy Story was to me the best, and so it's like if you don't touch that. But Coco definitely is up there with that. Story one, Toy Story two was not good. Toy Story three was great. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, still, just in itself, is very iconic. Yeah, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> side note: earlier you asked me about ranking the. Yes, pieces. please do that. So I still think Daredevil. I, I, I got get closer. <laughs> I 
forget, I forget which time he uses this mic, he like has his mouth on it. He's just like, <laughs> Who does that? He, yeah, he's just like in Because that's what this is for. He's just like in it. Pat, when you uh, rap, how how close are you to the mic? When you're like recording right in the here. studio. Okay. Oh, it just depends studio? on what song. Okay, I got you. So if, it's, if it is an intimate song, I'm closer to the mic. Okay. Good. Well, be intimate, Mark. Be, oh, <laughs> be, be, I'm, I'm getting intimate with this mic right now, guys. Uh, so, yeah, so, so what's the order? So what got? I would say Daredevil. Yes, definitely. One. Or are we talking a whole? As a, as a whole? Ranking. Just like round it up. Yeah, ah, I got Round you. it up. Ranking Daredevil series number one. Daredevil. Okay. Luke, Luke Cage. Okay. Jessica Jones. Defenders, Iron Fist. My man. <laughs> My man. Yes, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but no, so uh, what was I going to say? Um, we're talking about Bushmaster. Yeah, we got no, off that. No, we no, were no, talking no, about ranking you. Toy Stories, and I was like, oh, yeah, he asked me to no, rank no, the, no, no, the shows. Cool. Thank <laughs> you. No, I appreciate that. I'm right there with you. But uh, so, no, no, no. So, yeah, so that brings me to episode six. Uh, I guess highlights, because we're talking about Bushmaster. Um, but heroes, we, we finally hear the phrase heroes for hire, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with that Taylor. Mm -hmm. So heroes for hire was, so th this is why the episode with Luke Cage and, and Danny, uh, with Iron Fist is so iconic. By the way, props to Danny Rand for showing up and not ruining something. Yes. He was, he was okay. I he was good. Like, <laughs> well, it was fine with this, but I didn't like that. The white guy showed up and was like, hey, let's be calm. Oh, now I figured out how to solve your problem. Like, that was, eh. Uh, no. That was him saying how he helped. thinks because he should solve yeah, his problem. So everybody helped. There was a, yeah. his dad helped a lot. There was a lot, yeah. This his dad, so yeah. everybody before that. Luke, so that was like he, Luke had last, to find balance, but he found his own balance. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so everybody kind of helped, like helped him in his journey to, to so Misty helped him. Um, you know, I, I can't, what was, I wrote it, I thought I typed it, but with Misty, how she helped him, um, his dad helped him with like, yo, you can't, you know, bear all this on your own, like, you you know, you gotta let people be there for you, you gotta yeah. like, you know, he, he gave him a lot of wisdom, Yeah. Um, and then Danny was kind of like, it was more so of like the hero thing, like your anger is your weakness type thing, which I thought was perfect for Iron Fist. Um, because of who he is, meditating and all that stuff like that. Yeah. But that's why that episode was so iconic because in the comic books, Luke Cage and Iron Fist are really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do they talk about which comic album they like best? No, the they, I didn't. No, they, they didn't. They talk about it in the show very briefly. <laughs> very briefly. Um, but, um, I felt forced. I just looked at Danny Rand and I was like, shut up. But like, <laughs> that was in his season. Though. I know, I know. Yeah, but every but, time I look at him, I'm like, nah. But, uh, but as far as. You know, because him and Danny actually start Heroes for Hire. So I we I hear that. So in episode six, we hear that phrase, you know, Heroes for Hire. Like, I'm hiring you. I think uh, uh, Piranha said it to him. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, but going back to Bushmaster, um, his uncle gave him something to think about. Um, but so that's when we were talking about the immigration thing, mm -hmm. just saying like, yo, we came here from nothing, nothing and, built it, all and up. built it all up. And yeah. so it was like, okay, if you're going to do something, just go ahead and end it and get it over with. Don't make us suffer. Don't drag us like, yeah, like with you through your suffering. 
you know, which I thought was like really powerful. I really liked his uncle, his character. Yes, yes, a lot. What was his? I can't remember what was his name. Uh, uh, um, pa- well, his, Paul. Anansi. Anansi. Yeah. Which is his real name is Paul. Wait but, a minute. Those organization of letters, but Anansi is something that's like a. It's an African a, a tribe. Uh, or African. Something. Well, it's I I my, I recognize it from American Gods. Um, and no, Anansi uh, is Anansi um, the spider. Yeah, exactly. Anansi the spider. That's what I thought oh. about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do more with spiders too because that's uh, the uh, Besos de Aranya that uh, ultimately uh, the what Tilda when she kisses Maria. Uh, yeah, Mariah. Mariah, yeah. It's Tilda. kiss of the spider. Yeah, right? okay. I yeah. knew when that, I saw that happen. I was like, yeah, she poisoned the right. Well, oh yeah. I, I oh, saw yeah. it in the writing when she was mixing it up, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the spider's kiss. She's gonna like go and like yeah. murder her mom so, with this. So, yeah, so Anansi the spider, Mm -hmm. he often takes the shape of a spider. It's considered to be the spirit of all knowledge and stories. So that made a lot of sense. Yep. Um, Which I I thought he was kind of like the angel on Bushmaster's shoulder to say, like, yo, like, his his homie, his top guard guy was, like, the devil on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, his uncle was, like, his angel, like, look, man, like, you don't have to do it this way. Like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with the whole nightshade thing. Oh, man. Yeah. And, Night, and nightshade and the severed heads, too. He was like... Yeah. He's like... This he kind saw of, it. He's like, this yeah. kind of bullshit. He's like, they're going about it this way. He called him out, like, yeah. low-key. Yeah. Well, you were referencing kind of a, a conscious mentality, too, with the angel and the devil kind of on their shoulders. Luke yeah. has the exact same thing. His angel is Misty, and his devil is Mariah. Because there's almost exact yeah, scene true. where he's about... Oh. Where, where they finally get down into the, the panic room. Yeah, she's and like, kill him, Luke. Yeah. And Missy's like, no, and stop. Like, like, it's uh, a, it's deliberately, that's what it is. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a cool parallel, too. It's even more emphasized the fact that Bush, Bush, Bushmaster, Bushmaster and Luke, Luke are the same the person, same person pretty much. Um, but yeah, having Bushmaster's kind of backstory be this kind of revenge from a family dispute kind of uh vibe like that's like not a new story but i felt like his portrayal of it was really well done and Mm -hmm. i think that's what i liked about his character most of all was pretty much his his performance of that character um which are really uh i just i thought that was cool and just so many parallels with him i thought he was done when he injected himself with the the nightshade because she told him not to do that yeah once and then he did immediately i was like well he's gonna go do what he needs to do and then he's done yeah and like so that was the part that I was telling you with Dr. Nightshade helped him like exaggerate boost his power, boost his strength yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah. To me, was, I had some Logan flashbacks. Me too. Of when he like injects the yeah, serum yeah, before he goes on the rampage. Like, rampage? Yeah. Killing yeah. <laughs> um, everyone. And I, yeah. I know I'm kind of skipping around. Uh, I'm just looking at episode seven. There was this one scene where you're seeing a juxtaposition between Luke and Bushmaster's stories, how death influenced them and how they deal with with it externally. So I think this is when, is this after Gwen's get shot, gets shot up? Somebody dies. Uh, no, it's, I think it's, I think it's before. before. Yeah. But somebody on Bushmaster on his side, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Um, is that I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but they were like somebody had died on on Luke's side, or this kind of how they were dealing with it. Like Luke was kind of like somber and sad and trying to like kind of like you know revisit it or like figure things out in his mind. And then 
Bushmaster was just just anger, like you know, pain and everything. What was it? Where um, no, maybe not. I was, was like, I was thinking about when Mariah was killing everybody off, but that was later. Was it Piranha? Because Luke was pretty broken up by that. Because he was like, yes, he wanted to. That's save. what it yes, was. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was when he going. That shook him. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was, and because you could kind of see, because yes, because Luke was at his dad's church. And you could hear his dad kind of talking over the scene splitting between Luke and Bushmaster and how they were kind of dealing with it. Because mm-hmm. you see Bushmaster kind of doing his ritual and kind of like training or whatever. And then you see Luke just kind of sitting there just listening to his dad talking and everything. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Because okay. that led into episode eight where they were at, uh, they ended up at uh, Danny's... Um, the, what the was facility, it? The, the facility, yeah, the pharmacy, yeah, facility yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the that's the scene in which uh, and Mariah, Mariah has the bad acting about yeah. Ryan Howard's yeah. death. The other thing is, I wish Misty would have stayed a vigilante. I liked her better that way. I didn't want her to become a cop again. Yeah, and like they're setting her up where it's like, oh, well, you're lead detective, and then like maybe commissioner, like if you commander, yeah, right, commissioner, like, yeah. And I was like, okay, is she gonna stick with this then? Because we've seen her a couple times, like Cause, cause turning her badge. She's like, I'm out. Doesn't I'm she out. in the comic? She ends up like doing like her her and Colleen are like a tag team, right? Yes. Yeah. They do. Like actually, in the comics, I think right now I could be wrong. I think she has a Captain Captain America shield at one point. Yeah, I didn't wow. see that. Um, Interesting. I think it's I At think it's very in, recent now or it's or it's old. Yeah, I remember seeing like images of that uh, when I was just searching Misty. Yeah, Knight. so she she ha- I think she has it for a while. She kind of takes the role on, but in episode six, I got so used to her seeing her and Luke fight together. I just thought it was really cool, and then yeah. she's back to being a cop again. He, yeah, he partners with a lot of people like in the season where they have a lot of fight scenes together. Um, to- but so wait a minute. Episode well. Episode six is when Rittenhauer dies, right? Uh, is that in six? I don't know. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Okay, it's when he dies. But Mariah doesn't learn about well, no, it. No, episode eight. seven. My bad. No, it's okay. episode seven. But you said what? Well, my bad. But Mariah doesn't learn about his death till until episode eight. That's yes. what I was pointing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Like I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, like, is she drunk? Is she, <laughs> Is she supposed to be like in pain right now? Because I'm not, not yeah, buying that. Bad, man. My, yeah, toward the la- the latter half of the season, Mariah to me like this is obviously the breakdown of the character. This is the fall of her character. But to me, uh, it was this combination of like she looked like a drunk pouting toddler to me like the entire <laughs> time. Mariah, yeah. yes, like she looked like a drunk crybaby like for the, the latter half of the season. The no. scene where she's talking to Tilda in uh, like across the table when she's in prison about the rape and everything was so like emotionless but i understand that because she's trying to distance herself from having to go through that yeah yes but also she's also trying to like it seems like at least trying to connect with her daughter and like she's like i don't see pete anymore like i see myself and like and she i mean she talks about like when it happens i know i never i never bought her love for her daughter and yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to or not, but no, I never I mean, did. We we saw that foreshadowing. I can't remember what episode episode it was, but when I think her her administrator Alex or whatever was saying like, "Hey, your daughter does this, and it would be good for her to be here at this event." So she kind of uses her to make her her professional or councilwoman image look good. Yeah, 
It's just like, it's right. like oh, look my family life too. Like, yeah. my daughter. Right. Yeah. And so she, that's how she kind of sneaks back into her life. Right. It was a political move. It yeah. was. Uh, yeah. I think at one point it was somewhat, they were kind of like almost connecting. But when episode, was it nine happened and she dropped that bomb on her, it yeah. was like, I mm-hmm. look at you and I it's hate you. It's severed at that point. It's yeah. very, it, yeah. It never gets back yeah. to where it, like, they have these like moments where it's shifting the balance, but nothing, it never goes back to, uh, any kind of like familial relationship. Yeah. Right. And I feel like at that point too, like the, that episode really toward the end of the season was kind of driving home this kind of idea of identity and also like family and legacy. Like, I mean, you yeah. deal with that through the entire season because you have, you have, uh, Stokes. you have parent and child right. conflict and Mariah Dillard Stokes. Yeah. Mariah <laughs> Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> And then she accepts that. Eventually, eventually. yeah, she's just like, she's like, my name is Stokes. There's one thing I almost forgot. And what I, one? Oh my, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was thing. enjoying Jamaican accents. I don't care if they were real or not. No, I, I enjoyed them too. <laughs> what was it? The, the Irie Taxi Company. Irie. And, and I was like, Taylor. <laughs> I was like, all the time back in like, when we first met way yeah, back in college. I love, I love like, that. I just, I, I, think, I like that idea. I feel like that was like, you know, you know what Irie means, right? No, what is it? It means all good. It's just yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's the, I, it's that's what the, it means? Yeah, I agree. I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, that it means was, all right. Okay, that was popping up in the subtitles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Taylor's like AIM profile. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Back in the day like, we had that shit. Irie. And I was like, this guy over here. Because, yeah, in everyday conversation, it's like, all right. But as a motto for like the, that kind of Caribbean culture, it's like the definition of like the laid back and everything's okay. Is everything. Okay. Yeah. Be all right? it, it might, yeah. it might be Mark. It might be, <laughs> but no. So I'm, I almost forgot again. Jeff, Jeff, in episode 10, when Iron Fist and Luke team up, I hated this so much. Oh man. I was just like, it kind of, it didn't kill the scene, but it almost did. You remember the last scene when the guy runs up with the rocket and Luke kind of takes Iron Fist and kind of throws him, and he just does this punch. Oh, and yeah. I, I was just like, what in the world was that? <laughs> you did that after the pancake, which was incredibly cool. Yeah. I hate that they called it that a little bit, but I got no, it. Patty cake. That, that's that's yeah, what patty cake. Patty cake. Yeah. He was like, patty he's like, cake. what? He's like, what? He was like, yo, hit me and like, you know, I, I like in he's my like, hands, yeah. and I'm ready to take it this time. Uh, and when they did it, I was like, yo, that was okay. That was epic. Yeah. yeah. They should have ended the fight there. Yeah. But then you brought a guy with a rocket launcher, and you kind of just throw him up, and he does yeah. this like ballerina thing and punches him, and it's like, Crashing tiger hit it. Yeah. It was just like. Why not just have the guy shoot Luke Cage with a rocket and he just takes every bit of it or whatever and then that's you know what I mean? But yeah. that was kind of cheesy to me. <laughs> I feel bad. like all the for me, all the fight scenes in this, like the fight scenes individually between Luke Cage and Bushmaster, I was not super impressed with or excited about. But the like the collaborative co- yeah, the collaborative fight scenes I enjoyed a lot. Like or I'm like talking about or like Luke like like, like yeah. Luke and Iron Fist Luke or and Luke Danny and Misty. Re- Luke or, and yeah. Danny was really intense. Yeah. I loved that one. The Luke and Bush or uh and Bushmaster one where he's like, Don't kill anyone. That even, was like, even, see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And even the collaborative like, one. Yeah. around like crawling up like the scaffolding and fighting. Yeah. Like I was like, that okay, was dope. this is cool. This is well choreographed. So the all the team up yeah, I could see that all the team ups are really good. Yeah, him and Misty in the garage. Really good. Uh, like, yeah, there were a lot of good team-ups. Misty scenes. and Colleen, man. 
Can we <laughs> talk about that one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was really good. Well, that's Colleen was really good, like in Iron Fist, like one of the few things that was good. Thank you. Please, I'm glad you said Dan- that. Danny Rand. The fighting was kind of like Danny Rand was the worst part of Iron Fist. Yeah, <laughs> Iron really Fist. Iron Fist was the worst part yeah, of Iron yeah, Fist. That, that's sad. <laughs> it is. Well, like his character is kind of obnoxious because he's stunted. He, yeah. He's emotionally stunted. He was he was a kid when he crashed. And he's Anakin Skywalker. And yeah, he never grew up past like that age. Yeah. And so he comes back and he's still like a kid, but in like this adult powerful body that has been trained by the, the monks of Kunlun. Right. And right. he goes through all that, but like in the Iron Fist show, like it's pretty unbearable because of that. But that's how it's supposed to be too. So it's like like yeah, yeah, that's what they're going for, and he does suck. Yeah, because of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, like it's it's hard to. Yeah, redeem. I thought the fighting was kind of like really like soft, and it wasn't. It was just it wasn't good in that one. Open fist. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like they weren't really hitting each other's. You know, like but it but I mean, let me not forget episode ten, Jada Kiss and Faith Evans musical guest. Musical guest. I can't forget that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark was early. Gary yeah, Clark was yeah, early in there. Yeah. I love Gary Episode Clark. Episode 12, Karis 1. Mm. Um, uh, and then, Marley, let me see. Uh, yes. He, I can't remember what episode he I was. love the, the use of reggae music in this season. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how I mean, obviously, like it, it makes sense to have characters from Jamaica and right. then have reggae music as kind of their soundtrack. But it did such a good job of adding emphasis of the separation of kind of these two worlds. Yeah. Because you're going from yes. the hip-hop music of Harlem to whenever you go to any Bushmaster scene, it just switches the music right, right yeah. away. And even it's like, even it's on-screen and off-screen, like diegetic and non-diegetic. Like, you see a live performance okay. of a reggae artist. And then, yeah, yeah, just drop film knowledge on diegetic. it. And I, and, I, and I see, <laughs> and I see, I see, like, I notice how, like, what I, which is really dope is, you know, we can see musically how, you know, reggae and hip-hop kind of influence each other. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I thought that was also kind of dope, too, where... You know, you Do you regret not hearing any Snoop Lion? No, <laughs> not at all. Not I will say, uh, Tilda's song in the last episode or next last episode. I skipped that, bro. You did? I skipped it because it was just like that was weird. I think I, I, it was weird in episode thirteen, and I was like, "Why is there a freaking episode 13 to begin with?" Because it's just like, "What is this?" Like, I, I, like three, three episodes that, too many. Three that, episodes well, too many. I was like, they the could have the summary episode. Well, like, I, I, I hate those. Like, yeah. like unless they do some, and I, it did its purpose at, towards the end, mm-hmm. which they could have just made episode twelve a little longer than yeah. usual. Yeah, because it was just like, what is this? This is, you mm-hmm. know, I was just like, I had stopped paying attention at that point because I felt like it had already ended. Yeah. Um, but then you have, you know, Luke taking control of uh uh paradise the the club or whatever godfather right thank you yeah yeah awesome pat you got that reference right the godfather it's awesome boondock saints references too with all misty like recreating the scenes in her mind like the willem dafoe i was waiting for her to go there was a firefight well i don't know if that's specifically a reference that's just how she puts her that's been her mental like crime recreation yeah but like it was very reminiscent 
Yeah. Mariah trying to kill everybody who used to work for her was like just another level of just ruthlessness. Yeah. Um, I love that line in episode 13. Luke was like, I'm not a king, I'm a rook. Yeah. That was just like, oh, that's that dope. Was, yeah. That was really dope. Um, and then, so now you see, now when he got Harlem's Paradise, now Dr. Nightshade or slash Tilda actually, mm-hmm. bec- that's now that's a reason for her to become his Nightshade. enemy. Nightshade, yeah. yeah. Um, when they're reading the will and she's like, he got, yeah, he got which she thought she was gonna get. Yeah. Um. But so then, but then I thought musical guest was really dope. You had Adrian Young, um, before That's Rakim right. hit the stage. Yeah. So Adrian Young and, and Ali uh, Shahid were up there. But then you had Rakim at the end. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I hate. Song. And I. It, it was corny, man. No. Yeah, it was. But Luke Cage is corny. It was like I'm. Very... I'm only okay with it because Luke Cage recognizes that he himself is corny, and it's kind of meta. This, but this, I get it, oh, but man, the song was. And even in the song is like, why Rakim? Luke Cage? He's up yeah, here. He's like... he's, he, oh my god, that was so corny. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah. was all very like. Yeah, it was all there. It, it was... went. That's what that. You might laugh at me, but when I thought at the end, before I saw that, it was three point five. It went down to three point zero. <laughs> Lost the whole half a point just off of yeah. that one. Scene. Yeah, man, it was. I mean, because you got Rock him doing this corny ass song that's about Luke. That's about Luke Cage on the Luke Cage show, and then. He's like, salute the Luke Cage, and he's like, Luke Cage. <laughs> Up in the window, yeah. yeah. He's like, yo. And I'm well, like, like, yo, I, so, I, I got a question about that, though. So, corny, like, I mean, man. is there, I mean, yeah, it, it, this, that song within that show, in the context, is corny. Yeah, I super recognize that. But I, I get it. I mean, because it's kind of like, it, here here again, it goes back to the black exploitation thing. That mm-hmm. happened in Shaft. He's a bad mother. I mean, the song <laughs> yeah. is about him. Yeah. Right? Like, so I get that. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's a salute to it. And that's one thing you have to really keep in mind. Or you'll just be like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> I think, that, I think. yeah, I know. I think I think where, uh, no, I do recognize that. But I think that, like, if, if for some reason, like, if the song still played, but we never actually saw Luke Cage during that montage, that I feel like it would have played better. That would have it helped. It would have played better. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. And been that's in reference to those meta jokes we were talking about. I was like, I, I don't know if I want to reference these or not because it's so out of character. No, go I ahead. feel like it's so out of character for Luke Cage though mm-hmm. as a series because we don't get a whole lot of that in season one. But then we have these references like the song and him acknowledging that the song is about him in season two, and also the fact that like Misty does something really cool, and then he makes a joke about like it's his show. I can't remember what. Yeah. Episode. Okay. And I was that's. Like, what you, I was like, I thought you meant like meta humans, as in like because oh, that's what no, they call them, yeah. but. No, oh, no, no, where, no, no, where no, he no. literally goes, it's my show. Yeah. yeah. I, and I get that. I was like, okay, I guess. Black like, exploitation again. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of, I don't know. It's, so what, there was, it was that one. What are all of them? Can you remember the other ones? There too? were only a couple, but it was, but they were so sporadic that when they did them, but like, when they did them, I was like, why is this even in here? Cause it's, it's like, if this was Deadpool, yes, yes. that makes sense. Yes. Thank you. But. For Luke Cage, I shit, thought that yeah. yeah, I thought that one was okay when he was like, "It's my show." But I like that there was one before was that. Double, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, was that one was that. a double entendre because it's like, "Yo, I run the show." Like yeah. as far as like Harlem, yeah, this is my thing. Well, yeah, and he, he told her too before they went out. Like he's like, "We do it my way." And then I'm not saw, looking for a sidekick. Yeah, yeah the sidekicks yeah. and all that. And I mean, but that's the the play between Luke Cage and Misty Knight. Really like because yeah. we we established like 
they hooked up cool but now they're like friends now like they get along they yeah. work together and i think that's super dope um yeah, she, said, she, she even like mentions she's like i trust you implicitly like at one yeah. point so she, like she she definitely cock blocked him when she was like he was like, you know, can I just stay at your crib? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when he was leaving, she was like, get your bag. You ain't coming back to my Right. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm so glad both of you guys caught that Godfather reference. That was yes. really good. Because yeah. to me, I kind of have an issue with it. Like, I didn't know if it was a straight homage or if well, it was because it was right after the Corny like Rock a, Hymn song. A hat well, even before thing, that. Like hat tilt thing. And going back to uh, D.W. Griffith. When he kicks him out of Pop's shop, then he calls him uh, Luke Corleone. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, I recognize that. But and I, Luke Trump, which was also, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, he said make Harlem great again, and the other guy was like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I don't know. To me, like, I was like, oh, hey, Godfather reference. But then I was thinking, that, it felt weird to me. It felt weird that they just that deliberately That make Harlem great that. again thing was weird for me a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it, a little bit. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. Because like, he said it, it was almost like just why that last it in there? that last episode though. Luke it felt was, he was he, Luke was in another state of mind. Like he because this this is, goes back to the overarching theme for him was kind of this who is he doing this all for? So and by that to me that last episode was he's doing this for him, but he thinks Harlem. but he also thinks it's the best way that Harlem needs well, to go. So, so help me, okay. So help me. Help me, because I kind of just honestly at that when at, during episode thirteen there were some things that I caught, but I just kind of was like, I'm done with this show now because mm. like I didn't understand when I started watching so episode thirteen I was like, what's the point of this episode? Mm. Um, and and obviously towards the end it was to carry us over into what episode or season three is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So help me understand. I didn't have I didn't even take time to think about it because <laughs> I was just like fuck it. Um, the show already lost half a point. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Rakim, the... Uh. So help me understand, why did him and DW bump heads at the end? That's what I'm very curious about. But here's here's the way I took it, um, was even though DW was profiting off of everything Luke Cage, rise and fall, right. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a member of the community. He had no real power within the community. He's right. a member of the community. He wants what's best for the community. Right. Even though he is looking out for him. His deal was the idea of it was something Luke, about how he was handling it. Right? The idea of yeah. Luke Cage taking over Harlem's paradise, which is kind of this known gotcha. Mecca for criminal activity. Gotcha. And the oh. fact that Luke is saying to the world and himself is like, no, I'm going to do it my way. It's going to be okay. Like he already brokered that deal with the Italians gotcha. that they can't go past first street. Like right, Luke yeah. is convinced Stay outside of Harlem. Luke is convinced that he can do it his way. And mm-hmm. DW sees it as Luke's just another crime Lord. Yeah. And yep. that was his issue. And he okay. calls that out. And then there's also like, which is the, the Cor- the Corleone reference. reference. Okay. And, um, and to make America great. Again they, yeah. They even reference, um, Should've w- I should have like wore a hat. Luke, <laughs> Luke uh, the make Harlem great again. He says, he says everything flows through Harlem's paradise, and so that's why you can keep a watch over it. And so there's that. And uh, the idea that Pop's shop is Switzerland. They reference this. Right, they, the yeah, in the yeah. first one. And I love two. that reference. That's a good and reference, like, yeah. This is a safe zone. Right. Like, we're neutral here. And obviously, at this point, Luke has shifted from being neutral. Like, he's starting to get his hands dirty. Uh, 
for what he thinks is the right reason. Yeah, which which is a part of which is a part of his character. And I think I think you know honestly, in retrospect, when we think about it, which is something Misty kind of kind of influenced something mm-hmm. he learned from Misty was that you know you kind of got to get your hands dirty a yeah. little bit because she was the one that always used to kind of like push that line you know of you know how she handled things yeah. and yeah well then um, in this season too she goes over the line where she goes to plant that evidence on cockroach she almost right. did that she yeah. almost and did. then like he was already dead so then she goes back but then she like rats on herself she's like here like i was gonna go plant this yeah. because he deserves to be in jail right and this justifies that and so then you start understanding why scarf did what he did mm-hmm. um but yeah nah like so yeah i, I think you know i just if they just would have made episode twelve a little bit longer, and then even the exchange with the uh, the Italian crime boss, it was just like the the conversation he had with her was just like really like what it didn't well, yeah and the other thing, thing too it's like fluff the man. the coffee thing coffee actually meant coffee to her I think no no <laughs> coffee didn't mean no, coffee. espresso because espresso, that's the thing too right. when he goes the first time is roughing up those guys in the kitchen at the Italian restaurant. And he's walking out, and the woman there, like, kind of looks him up and down and goes, you want some espresso? And he's like, I don't like espresso. Yeah. And so, like, that is definitely coffee, but for the coffee. Italian coffee. <laughs> um, she didn't mean coffee. No, she definitely Because she had just been, like, It never means coffee. She's like, oh, you're just, like, so smooth. And, like, yeah. Like, she definitely wanted coffee. But <laughs> espresso. Espresso. Um, and so, like, I, I laughed at that a few times, too, because that wasn't the first time they had made that espresso right. reference. Or that yeah. coffee reference. Yeah. And the coffee Cause cause then that, cause thing. Then that coffee reference happened with him and Misty when yep. they first met? At yeah. The, at the beginning. It, happen- yeah, that's, it happens a lot. And then, yeah. yeah and this, <laughs> it does. this season when uh, he's talking to the old lady in Cockroach's apartment, she's like, you should come back. Might get some coffee. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was... I thought yeah. that was... Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, I think uh, this is this has been great uh, talking about this. I feel like we just kind of there's there's a lot here. there's Salute a lot to unpack. <laughs> See, Salute that, if, if that song if that song again to your Play, point, played during the credits. Had, well, no, had <laughs> not shown Luke Cage if they had been playing like this song about Luke Cage, but like montaged it and were showing like the different side plots kind of wrapping up. Probably would have been fine. I think. They should have gotten somebody else to do the song. Like an unknown, not even an unknown. So, so here's the thing: Have you seen Black Lightning on, on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I've now. seen that. It's on Netflix. I haven't watched it. The theme song is some unknown dude rapping about Black Lightning, and you know, it's it's meaningful, but it's corny. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got reminded of when I heard it. Right when Rakim, they should have gotten like a singer, somebody. Maybe, you know, Adrian Young doing the music still. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else that could have made it more cooler in a way. I gotcha. But it was just like, just having Rakim doing it because of who he is. He's a legend. He's just like, he's one of hip-hop's heroes. And then you have him like kind of rapping. And he probably did it because he got a bag for it. I know he did. But it's just like when I I say bag, it's urban vernacular for you got a lot of money. Money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I got, got it. Yeah, that. I got it. <laughs> but textually, <laughs> I understood that. But uh, he, but he, but he got a bag. I know he did. What, what was in the bag? Right. What's the bag? <laughs> right. But he, like he, it was just corny, man. And it just kind of, it, it was like, oh god. And then 
while he was there, Luke Cage is like, salute, man. <laughs> like, yeah, he's rapping. A, this is Rakim making a, a song about me because I'm the boss now. And I'm just like, yo, this is so garbage, man. I, I, think, I think for me, the more I think about that is the way I kind of like where we're going with Luke Cage because this yeah I do I do but like I think that. I think this plays into it because this is like I mean obviously he's saying a whole lot about like you know I can control Harlem best from Harlem's Paradise and you know DW thinks I'm a crime lawyer but I'm really just trying to you know, keep yeah. the peace or whatever like that but for me he's going he's going he's, he's that. saying that's what I'm saying is like <sighs> Luke is saying this stuff out loud because he's almost trying to convince himself of the same thing yeah. so for me I don't know if either of you guys watch House of Cards. I don't. Okay, but I mean, it's not really a spoiler. But what happens is like it's just it, it charts it charts the um it charts the career path of these political individuals and yeah. it's ups and downs and they, it peaks and valleys at seasons ends and beginnings. Gotcha. And for him, it's like this is we've seen the first season was kind of like we got to know who Luke Cage was, mm-hmm. and in this season we both see a rise and a fall of him, and now yes. he's rising in a different realm. So. And next season, I'm curious to see because he has all this power, and the whole theme song kind of like emphasizes this level of power that he has within the community. As corny as it is, like the dude has his own theme song. Like the idea of someone having their own song, having their having that much power. I don't to mind. Be recognized it. I don't that. mind the idea of it. I just thought the song was corny. No, I, I get you there, but what my I'm referencing more the idea because that leads into his power, and then next season he's gonna struggle with that power yeah, and yeah. he's going to try and hopefully try and find his true self or evolve into a new way. And maybe I'm assuming nightshade is going to be yeah, the, right. uh, the, and I think the enemy Hall's next Paradise year, next is gonna season become the heroes for hires headquarters. I could be wrong. Well, and there's a whole thing too, where like at the beginning of the season we saw him and he was like the social media hero. Like he had right. just kind of yeah. come into being like the star. Right. And then like he's ramped up and now he's like, past like normal stardom and like into the role of power now uh, but maybe not necessarily through the means that he would have wanted yeah and so like yeah there's that kind of juxtaposition too for like star Luke cage at the beginning versus star Luke cage at the end mm. yeah no, um, i got you um yeah we've we've talked a lot about this um we've talked a really long time about this and i've enjoyed every second of it um but we should try and wrap this guy up uh Real quick, um, Pat, what uh, would you recommend season two of Luke Cage? I mean, like I said earlier, I would recommend it to somebody who's a Marvel fan and an extra plus for somebody who's a Marvel and hip-hop fan. I got you. I got um, you. But other than that, probably not, man. <laughs> I, like, and, and that's just because people know me to be when I like when I make recommendations for Netflix movies whatever mm-hmm. they're good mm. I so you. it doesn't from as a personal you fan, gotta keep your batting average up with I that do recommendation. My, <laughs> 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 he's saying that you say I have to keep my batting average on my my uh my uh free throw percentage my shoot my jump shot percentage up did you audition for those yeah I did <laughs> <laughs> audition for them Rittenhauer man he has some really bad lines man yeah. Mark, what um, about you? <laughs> um, like, if you really like the first season of Luke Cage, like, it's worth watching this one just for, like, the character development. Uh, but go into it knowing that it's not as good as that first season. Uh, like, I still think it's worth watching because, again, there's going to be more seasons of this and more tie-ins uh, with Defenders and things of that nature, I'm sure. Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Um, 
and then Marvel's going to keep pulling out all the stops and bringing all these people together. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in any of that, check it out. But yeah, go into it with tempered expectations if you did enjoy the first season. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah yeah. I I recommend I'm gonna recommend to people just because if they want to keep up with that and not in the sense of like you should really keep up with this like if you enjoy if you have enjoyed these Marvel shows I would say continue to do so and check out the season two of Luke Cage. Um and yeah, it's a plus for hip hop heads. Like it's a good. It is. It's so music is so music heads in general. Yeah, music is so important to the show. Um. But yeah, I think this is this has been a great talk, um, Jeff. We haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> any uh, any any recommendations now that we're or, wrapping things what, up? Yeah, what's going on in the chat? chat? So I, I didn't get any recommendations for stuff to watch. I think you guys covered a lot of uh, a lot of things that you have been watching. Um, I mentioned Marcella as something that that I've been watching on right. Netflix with my wife. Uh, we've been enjoying it, um, and but I did get a, actually. I, I asked. Um, one of our followers to kind of give their synopsis of season two, what they thought about it, what their um, overall feelings were for it. Uh, and it seemed like they were pretty much um, in par with you, uh, with what you guys were saying in terms of uh, he was a developing character, which was okay. It was a bit stretched out, uh, which you guys mentioned probably could have been shorter by like three, uh, three episodes. Um, and then it, it allowed for a deeper exploration of um, some of his personal issues. Um, but I think what they kind of wanted to hit home on was that they were really excited that he was becoming closer to the comic book uh, character. Mm. Um, uh, and then they're also looking forward to potentially what could come in terms of uh, him becoming a hero for hire, um, but still kind of playing by his own personal rules. Um, so shout out to Thomas for giving us that. Hey, Thomas, loyal viewer. Thanks, buddy. Um, well, yeah, well, what, what, are you, uh, what are you guys looking forward to... Um, I mean, Mark and I do this every week where we talk about what we're going to watch next week because we do this shit every week. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, every Pat week. is there a project you're looking forward to in the next uh, couple months that you're looking forward to watching or game, checking out? Game, movie, show, oh, man. album, anything. Um, Man, I'm looking forward to, because I, I am a gamer, um, my wife brought me, well, I, I was heavy in Xbox in college days, and then she brought, I stopped mm-hmm. for four years. Mm-hmm. And you then, sound like a like a drug addict, I, like yes, a cold turkey was, Xbox. <laughs> yes, because I got so much into music, but then because music became work, I needed a a, a brain break. Right. So so I got Xbox One last year, and I feel like I've been catching up with almost everything. But anyway, um, Fallout seventy six. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. You the beta? No, because you know why? Because I haven't played Fallout four yet. Okay. I bought the Game of the Year edition, and I, I still haven't played it yet. <laughs> you got many hours ahead of you. So, I know. And that's why I'm just kind of like, am I going to be able to play this? So, I, that, uh, of course, Red Dead. I have both of those. Red Dead, um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing, I love Call of Duty World War II, but I'm not looking forward to Black Ops 4. Um, so, game. God Blocks. God Blocks 4. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you call it that? <laughs> Call of Duty, COD, COD, Black Ops, Black Ops, Black Ops, Black Ops, Black Ops, It's like the most unfortunate, like, uh, shortening of a game name. But like, God Blocks. That's, that's, what the internet, that's what the internet has decided uh, Black Ops will be. That's wow. so great. That's so great. Um, Blocks. So, yeah, um... I can't think of any movies right now. Um, I still haven't seen Incredibles 2. 
which I need to we go see. We have a see. review of that if you would like to know what we thought, but go see it first. Okay. It's on, we're, we're on Apple Podcasts. You're going to be on Apple Podcasts oh, tomorrow. Oh, nice. So. Shameless That's self- good to hear. No, Shameless Apple Podcasts. There you go. Okay, I'll listen to that. I saw Hereditary, which is really good. Oh, I've been meaning to check that Hereditary. out. We can talk about that after. <laughs> hip hop, as far as hip hop this year, the music has been great. Mm. With the exception of Kanye's solo album. <laughs> which was it was a little weird I listened through on that. I like the idea of it but yeah. he didn't I like the idea of it more than I actually like it yeah. the first song where I was like okay this is just is this a spoken word album where he just like was speaking to it <laughs> and then then he gets into it at the end of the song I was like oh okay there it yo, is yo that's like, so funny cause I was thinking like yo okay Kanye um, this is different yeah you know this is different this is different um, but you know uh, hip hop is hip hop has had a really good year so far uh, I thought J. Cole's album was, was pretty solid. Um, Saba's album, I don't know if you ever heard of Saba. He's from Chicago. Mm. Crazy good. He had an album mm. called Care For Me, which is incredibly good. Nice. Um, so, yeah, like there was just a lot of uh, uh, J. I liked, and maybe just because I'm just a, a Jay-Z super fan, but I like Jay-Z and Beyonce's album that came out. So I don't, I don't know if any, uh, that's bugging me right now. I can't think of any movies that are coming out that I haven't seen that preview it's in like, the previews must not be that exciting there's like <laughs> what like Mission Impossible 3 is a preview in every movie yes, that we've seen I want to see that I've though. seen that I've seen that trailer 15 times yeah, this year like we go to movies to do for the podcast and we're like every single movie the, the Mission Impossible 3 trailer we go through wow that's great and, every uh, single movie the, the trailer is playing before it it's crazy and uh I am apparently, looking I am looking forward to seeing Ant-Man and Wasp Ant-Man yeah. and Wasp looks interesting and I want to know where that falls in the timeline with Infinity War. So it's okay. So if I'm, I might be wrong, but when I was reading, so it happens like I think it's right before Thanos comes. Okay. It's either right before he comes. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. That's a whole nother. Yeah. We got, we got, we got a podcast on that too. We got one on that too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, no. So yeah, I am looking because a lot of people slept on the first Ant Man. Yeah, okay. it was good. I and it was it. really good. Mm. Um, my experience with Ant-Man from like comics and stuff was always Hank Pym, though. And he was like, he was not the main character. Okay. Uh, Paul Rudd's character, I even forget his name, Scott Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not the Ant-Man that, like, that I knew. Like, Avengers, Ant-Man was... Hashtag Ant-Man. not my Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any so movies when, you... when I went to the movie, I was just like, oh. I was like, this is not like the Ant-Man that I'm familiar with like from the comics that I've read mm. but like that didn't bother me like I like Paul Rudd a lot okay. uh, I think he's funny um, and I think the movie was good and I do think it was underrated uh, so I'm interested yeah to see the next one too yeah uh, and then again where it, where it falls into the timeline uh, and just get kind of how that works um Cause yeah, there's I mean, Marvel's got a lot going on right now. They do. What are you uh, What are you looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, this week, Mark. I guess that. Does uh, anything come out this week? Actually, this week? No, I think most of it's next week. Cause Jurassic World came out last week. I heard that was horrible. I heard it was too. Uh, unfortunately, uh, but to be fair, like we talked about this last week mm-hmm. too, I haven't seen a Jurassic Park movie since the original. Because I've heard since then they've not really gotcha. been good anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I got back into Pokemon Go because a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. That's like a, the 
Isn't it like some trading thing now? You yeah, can you can add friends and you can trade. And uh, you can... Send gifts Jeff's playing right now. Like, but you, uh, so uh, you can... <laughs> you were playing Pokemon earlier. Can't you now... You can add your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into a Switch? The Switch game That's coming out this fall. Pokemon Let's Go. And basically they took... Uh, that was very smart. They took Pokemon Yellow. Like the original Game Boy, mm. Pokemon Yellow. That like story and adventure made it into a 3D thing um, and when you start off there's the two versions, there's the Pikachu edition or the Eevee edition and you choose one of those as your starter and then any of the original 151 Pokemon you can transfer back in or from your Pokemon Go into Pokemon Let's Go Wow. have them and then on top of that they are releasing a Pokeball controller uh that you can play the game with, and it's like motion control. You can play like you're throwing the thing, and it has a joystick that you can control Man, it. Technology has gotten mm-hmm. so yeah, like, it's ridiculous. And if you buy that controller, it comes with Mew already, like in that Pokeball that you can transfer into your wow. game. And it also works with Pokemon Go in the same way that this does. So like you can connect that Pokeball to your con- or to your phone. And it'll act like this, where you can get stops and you can catch Pokemon stuff without actually having to get your phone out. Wow, um, it's nuts. It's there's there's a lot yeah. going Pokemon on with it. Pokemon madness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot going on with it. I still uh, I think it's hilarious and it's not wrong. Back when Pokemon Go first came out, like everyone's like, this is probably the closest to world peace that we'll ever see because like <laughs> everyone was outside yeah. playing Pokemon was and great, having a great time, having a great time, and it was like. I saw so some. Friendly. I saw some viral videos where in New York, where it was some really rare Pokemon, and mm-hmm. like hundreds of people were running in that one direction, yeah, just to get that one Pokemon. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Lyft it was, drivers it was crazy, and Uber man. drivers are making tons of money <laughs> yeah, by yeah. driving, just driving people, around, people around for the stops and getting Pokemon, yep. and yeah, yep. it was. And it was then it died because, down all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's uh, apparently <laughs> with this. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. With this new patch and everything, it's the largest like resurgence in users they've seen since that peak. Oh, okay, back then. got you. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on right now. Talk about getting people outside with Pokemon Go. This is this was after the first three months of the game being launched. Uh, players of Pokemon Go had walked a combined 4.6 billion kilometers. Yeah, it was like, ridiculous. Trying to hatch those eggs, man. Hatch those eggs. Go get out. Anything coming out this week, though? Game wise? Uh, This week, no. Mario Tennis came out last week uh, for the Switch. There was another game that came out a couple weeks ago that I deleted off my Xbox. I just got so fucking pissed with. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was a zombie game. Oh, was it uh, State of Decay 2? Fuck that game, man. (laughs) You know why? Because it drove my anxiety up so bad. Oh, I believe it. Like, I deal with anxiety, you know, depression too, but I deal with anxiety pretty bad. Yeah. And, like, it was just so much to do in that game, and so wrong was, like, if you make a wrong move, you do something wrong too soon, it goes downhill. And I think what drove my anxiety up the worst is that it was permadeath. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm playing, and I'm trying to, I guess, destroy one of, like, the, the eggs or the, the, what was it, like, I can't remember what it was called, but basically, like, just some impure whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm trying to shoot it or burn it or whatever, and I'm getting hit by these, like, these infected zombies, and I'm dying, and my heart is beating fast and everything, and my dude is really weak. I don't know what was going on. And then too I stressed. Would just, too stressed. I would just turn too the stressful. game off, like, in the middle so it wouldn't save. And come back to it. It's just really. Yeah. Then you got to get supply. It was just really pick it all back up. And yeah, it was just yeah. it was too much to do, too much going on at once. And I just was like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I get that, man. I deleted it. I bought it. And I deleted like, it. Nah, nah, not for me. Uh, what well, about you, man? Uh, I don't game. Um, but Except one, thieves. I have. I have. We haven't played that. that. Haven't played that in it's a long a time. It's a game on Xbox One and PC. Okay. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a very like community based game. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm uh, but we haven't Xbox played in a while. Um, one thing uh, I am looking forward to though is uh, next week. Um, season two of Glow comes out. Uh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to watch that. Two of Glow, Glow on Netflix. Um, uh, really like, great show. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. The gorgeous yeah. ladies of wrestling. Um, wow. Really, really, really well written show. Really well written show. Really, um, is it good? Oh, it dude, yeah, it's really good. good. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know this, and I, I hate to keep cutting in. No, no. But I I watched the entire first season, yeah. and then I went. I, I was like, in the work documentary one day afterward, and I was talking about it. I did not realize that Glow was a real. It was thing. a real thing. Yeah. It was a real thing in the '80s where they had gorgeous ladies wrestling. Really? Yes. It's based off of that actual like kind of uh, organization that was yeah. around in the 80s. Um, but yeah, it's obviously it's a scripted show. Uh, Allison Brie is the star. Mark Maron is also in there as well. He's a pretty big role. How is it? Um, how was it shot? So it's just shot like a half hour comedy. Like it's not like a real. It's not like a mockumentary or anything like that. It's just a scripted okay. normal normal show. It's really well written. Um, very uh, women empowering. Um, it's, okay. it's really good. Very well acted. Good ensemble. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. Um, um, but I think that, I that about, I think that about wraps it up, uh, for us, uh, Pat Jr. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, this was man. a lot of fun. No problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh we agree and he's the wrong one over here. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I'll get another guest on that agrees with me. We'll just try to work with that. Um, thank you. Thank you guys so much for watching, uh, watching on the live stream. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week with. We don't know yet, but we'll figure, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what we're doing. Um, I gotta so, come back sometime. Yes, we'll have Pat Jr. back anytime, man. Just just holler at us. Um, we'll let you know when we're doing stuff, and then be like, "Yes, I can talk about that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Let's let's do that. Pat Jr., where can the people find you after they stop listening to you? Um, uh, so Twitter, I am Pat Jr. Make sure you spell Jr. out. It's not just Jr. Uh, so I am I am Pat Jr. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. SoundCloud, all that on social media. Okay, um, yeah. Brand parody, nice. Yeah, right. I, I have, I have, uh, <laughs> I have some new music coming out very soon, which awesome. I'm very excited about. Um, and yeah, we'll so. put uh, we'll put some links to that in the show notes for the podcast. Cool. That'll be good. Uh, Mark, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, as always, uh, spiderscorner.com, Spiders Corner Games on Facebook, and then Spider12587 on Twitter and Instagram. You got to get a, take a page out of Pat I know. Book. My, my, my uh, parody is you need off one, here. You need one name well, for all your sisters. I, can, I, converted, <laughs> I converted my personal accounts into my Spiders Corner accounts, uh, and I just never actually, like, you can't change the, like, login and uh, so uh, it's all good. They're it's my old good. ones I've had since I was like twelve years old. Messed up. Yeah. So <laughs> rather than starting fresh, I was just like, I'm just gonna change this one over. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Taylor. 
Where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tay D. Adams. Make sure you follow us on Scrapped social media channels, Twitter and Instagram at We Are Scrapped. And obviously, Facebook.com slash Scrapped Productions. We live stream all of our episodes so you guys can check out and tune in, interact with us, and possibly win some free movies or some free Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, What's thanks. the status of the Popcorn and Nerds website? Oh, yeah, you should check out the brand new Popcorn and Nerds website, popcornandnerds.com. Uh, all of our episodes live there. Um, you got some brief bios on. Uh, the three studly gentlemen that bring you this show every week. And there's some contact if you want to just reach out to us and say hi. Um, uh, again, if you guys are listening on the podcast and you want to win $30 worth of Netflix, uh, email us at scrappedproductions at gmail.com with the subject line Popcorn and Nerds. Just say hey or just say what's up, whatever you want to do. Our show is sponsored by no one in particular. Our main theme is done by J-Mac of Fourth Quarter Entertainment. All of our artwork is done by the talented and lovely Nicole Yang. Um, but yeah, for everybody here uh, at Popcorn Nerds and Pat Jr., thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and we will see you guys. I always say that. We never actually see the people that we're talking about. But anyway, we'll be, we? we'll be back uh, next episode. Peace.